Radio. You know, since I've been catching up on your guys' episodes, especially. That will beat your ass like a Cherokee drum. You guys can hear me, right? Yeah, yeah, we can hear you. Sorry. Yeah, uh, yeah. talking to pets, too. No, that's fine. The uh, I was I was catching up on your guys' episodes. I had some windshield time, so I enjoyed some love on film and Marky Mark and <laughs> April, and it's it's been good. It's been good. But you know what's funny is I find myself sitting in the exact same spot where I do our show, and it feels different yeah. when I'm on somebody else's show. Like <laughs> magically, yeah. it's suddenly different, right? <laughs> yeah, you, you barely have notes. You just sit back, let the other person do the drive-in, just throw out your your five-star jokes the whole time a hundred percent you're a sniper that's what it is when you're a guest <laughs> exactly <laughs> exactly yeah trust me we, we've guessed it on <clears throat> shit probably hundreds 500 episodes or something like that yeah some of them we're just like yeah let them do all the heavy lifting and then it's like insert poop joke here i've been waiting 45 minutes to drop this bomb <laughs> well, I did re-listen to the episode we did about Lamborghini, and it turned out better than I remembered. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So it's too like, oh yeah. Well, yeah. With your uh, the adding like from the movie, it's like, oh, Steve's not just being a racist Scottish Italian stereotype or whatever. That's well, that's Gabriel Byrne. I, I had to do it, and that was the first one I did. And I was like, you know what? We need to we need to really bring the audience into this. It's really going to yeah. help. Because otherwise, you're right. They're like, why is this guy? A I, I Enzo Ferrari it. will be the greatest Atari and fear car maker. So bad. So bad. <laughs> if uh, my name is in Kaiser Soze. Well, and you know what else is? You know what else is funny is this particular this particular film for whatever reason, like Jess my better half she always you know she will partner with me to watch the films i love her color commentary i write it down all that kind of stuff this time it was just so funny because I, I was like steven is he have a, a movie for us to watch not tonight honey you know try a couple days later honey we, we gotta watch this movie steven is he sent us not tonight honey <laughs> I try a third time she's like all right let's get this over with <laughs> spoilers it's a little over two hours oh god damn it <laughs> well that's exactly i said i said you know the running time's like 2 11 she's like are you serious like, yep. <laughs> and if you're watching on like freebie or whatever they're gonna add like an hour oh yeah extra oh yeah commercials like and nine thousand commercials exactly to be to be's not so bad like whenever i get the choice of to be and literally anything else other than well, street streaming that it's like okay there we go here's the stupid part i noticed it was oh yeah freebie i guess was imd imdb, IMDb TV. tv or so whatever, i hit yeah. sign in and now it's linked my amazon with my freebie and now forever hold its peace stuntman is linked to my watch history in amazon and it's like oh because yeah, you cool. watch this we recommend these 9,000 other films. Great. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> these other movies Stephen Izzy have watched for Stunt Monk, um, which, by the way, all amazing. Every last one that we've watched. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, spoilers for this one. I didn't know this one existed. And then watching it, I'm like, you know, screw you guys for not telling me this movie existed. Right? <laughs> 
not not you guys. No, you guys. No, 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 the universe. People born before 1981. Yeah, yeah right. Those guys. Those guys. I think the rest of us are going. Screw you guys for telling us it existed. Oh. <laughs> what? No. Mm. All right, we'll get into it. I guess. No. <laughs> I guess we will. It's All a right, wonder film didn't just die sometimes <laughs> well, well we'll we'll get into it <laughs> um, oh also uh we are an audio only podcast so you guys do not have to be on camera yeah yeah we yeah. like we yeah. like to look at each other though okay okay well you're not gonna be looking at us because our internet's kind of sketchy so <laughs> yeah we have satellite internet and it decided like 10 minutes ago that it was going to be spotty as hell so you're lucky well, we're i can here. challenge you with spotty internet yeah, sure. I mean, Mount Man Mike, you know. Yeah, we also live on a mountain. <laughs> he called you Mike too. Don did the same thing. What is this? You just oh, Mount Mike. Yeah, Dan. Well, yeah, what the hell? It's Mount Mike's Pizza. Yeah, that's what it is. Mount Mike's Pizza. That's exactly what they said. <laughs> is this a like a national chain? It's a California. It's a, it's a West Coast thing. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. We're we're you're now you Mike one, the pizza's forever. delicious. So I have an alias on the West Coast, apparently. You do, you do. I'm Steve. And I'm Izzy. And this is Everything I Learned From Movies. And tonight. Oh, tonight. Ah, we are continuing May Cause Injury. 
maybe, maybe, maybe. With 1980s, the stuntman. Yeah. Oh, but babe, we're not alone for this one. We're not. Oh no, we we may have the most guests we've had on at one time <laughs> for this more one. More than the camp out? Maybe, uh, well, no, no, not quite that many, but still uh, a lot. Close, close. <laughs> on the main episode, let's okay. say. Because we have from Grand Touring Motorsports, we have Eric, Tanya, Brad, and Mountain Man Dan. Definitely not Mountain Mike. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Thanks for having us. Good to be here. Thanks for being on. Yeah. Uh, just I'm getting a thousand dollars for this, right? Not six fifty. Uh, <laughs> oh, that, that's well, ten ten Doge coin for you, my man. We'll split the difference. Seven hundred. Seven seven fifty. Yeah. You, well, you always want to split the difference, Tanya. Sorry. The checks in the mail. No. Um, <laughs> it's on the helicopter. So, so was this your guys' first time watching this movie? Yes. Yes. No, yes. I watch it annually. <laughs> i got the 4k restoration along with the original 35 millimeter man yeah, no uh, yeah, I, have, I, I have it you know signed by the cast yeah the can yeah. i mean that that would be worth a lot yeah, of money with this cast <laughs> exactly <laughs> well one in particular at least <laughs> but uh ah yeah this is our first time too yeah i didn't even know this thing existed and well, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, so, so this is should... cool. so this reminds me a lot of when we debate on our "What Should I Buy?" subseries on Breakfix, where we talk about things that were made in the decade prior and then positioned as something of that time. This is clearly a '70s film, even though it has a release date of 1980. Oh Spo- yeah! Spoilers: It was filmed in 1977, and there, wow. <laughs> and from you know, we've learned this month. It was. It would have been one of like eight stunt movies released that year. So that's why. Yeah, they should have let. They should have let it out. I mean, let the cat out of the bagel. We'll see. Well, before we before we get into this, uh, baby, uh, a little thirsty. I don't know about you. Oh, I'm still sober, so we should fix this. Oh well, what you got to fix that? We have from Bohemian Brewing their Dortmunder Export Lager. Six percent alcohol by volume. Not bad. It's a Bohemian brewery in Midvale, Utah, home of the original KFC. All right, be prepared for my scream because I have a cat in my lap and I'm about to pop my top. My top, and the cat's still here. Seems interested. (laughs) She wants some. And (laughs) the poor. Yeah. Yeah. This is a beautiful, very pale colored beer. And it's like golden straw color. Yeah, it has a gorgeous white foamy head, very effervescent. And bubbles and they're bubbling. <laughs> Ooh. Mm. The yeah. aroma is very mild. It's basically just um, a little bit of almost cereal, and you get a little bit of like carbonic bite on the nose. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's malt forward, but not much. Like, like it's very light. Mm airy and sneaky six percent oh yeah yeah definitely <laughs> yeah, it's almost like a like a light lager but yeah more than that oh which is in the can <laughs> 12 fluid ounces allegedly <laughs> allegedly <laughs> are you guys uh over there drinking anything tonight in honor of you guys i'll see your six percent and raise you two percent with delirium red belgian's finest Ooh. imported through the great state of maryland Fortified with uh, cherry and elderberry. It's a Belgian ale. 
Ooh. Ooh. All right. Sorry, Eric, I, will, I will see yours and raise you 43%. Woo! <laughs> oh, yeah. McClellan. Or McCallan. This is the only way I could survive that movie. So, <laughs> Izzy, it is a red color and it has a pink foamy head. It smells Ooh. like cherry gojo, but it doesn't taste like that. <laughs> Look at you being a beer judge. Mm-hmm. So also, you for anybody who doesn't know, Steve and I... Content. I was going to say, are you guys going to force me on alcohol content to go grab a quart of shine out of the fridge? I know. I knew. I know. <laughs> I knew it. I knew you had shine in the fridge. <laughs> He's got it just only, for this occasion. Only if you want. Only so, if you want. Eric, no, are you man, a Somali? Has some is that what you know? A sommelier, that's what it is. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. no we are, mind, yeah, but... we are uh, certified beer judges. Oh, nice. We are certified alcoholics. We are BJCP <laughs> certified. Ooh. <laughs> Which means we are certified to judge both home brewer and professional uh, beers. Yeah. I'm sensing a side project podcast just for beer. Oh, no, we, we, we mix it we in. Mix it it's in far too boring when it's just <laughs> about the mechanics of beer and, you know, the history of the Dortmunder Express lager. Like, hey, you, you don't need any. There, you got a few guys there's, there's with a bigger beards than it. Steve's who have that podcast. If you there is a market, it, but they're not going to pay. No, if you do it anything <laughs> like the way you judge the deviled eggs, I'm all in. That was excellent. Right? <laughs> yeah, for those that don't know, Eric's a bit of an ASMR freak. And so the... <laughs> I just loved you chewing on the eggs. Oh, nah, nah, nah. <laughs> you should hear us when we're doing like the Japanese flavored chips and stuff like that. Like the cherry blossom potato chips. We're like, oh, mm, this is definitely something oh, I put in my mouth. Babe, oh. it's it's not just Japanese flavored. It's uh it's all of uh all of Asia and the Pacific Rim. We we have oh, an dude. international Asian market. Ooh. Ocean Mart for the for anybody who happens to be in Ogden or Roy, Utah. They have a great chip selection. Mm. Speaking of great chip selection, 1980s The Stuntman. <laughs> From direct writer-director Richard Rush. Who's that? Oh, I'm glad you asked. Uh, he did movies such as Too Soon to Love, Of Love and Desire, Hell's Angels on Wheels, Woo! Thunder Alley, A Man Called Dagger, Psych Out, The Savage Seven, Freebie and the Bean, this, and then one you may have heard of, The Color of Night. Nope. The one where you Not see Bruce Willis's wang during the love scene or something like that. Woo! I feel like we nobody's to... seen Bruce's Willis. No. <laughs> I feel like we need to watch what was the one? A Man Called Dagger. A Man that Called sound, Dagger. That sounds like a good one. I think we need to watch that. Right. One. He lost me at the something and the bean. <laughs> My freebie in the bean, like flicking the bean. That's what he said. I'm afraid to look it up because I'm pretty sure Bill Cosby's one or the other because it's from the 70s. But, (laughs) but uh, yeah, um, um, basically, unfortunately, he passed away in 2021. Uh, this course based on the novel by Paul Brodeur. Who's he, Steve? Uh, this is the only thing he had on IMDb, but I'm oh, yeah, so the only thing adapted for a movie. I did and notice that this play. was based on a book, and I was like, where would I even find this book? The book was better. <laughs> I want that's what I wondered. <laughs> I want to know if the book, if there's something that was left out 
right? I need to fill in some. He wants the audio version of the book. But someone like Dan is reading it, so I don't know if that's better or worse. <laughs> I was saying the movie's oh, yeah. two hours long, the audiobook, 200 hours long. Oh my god, I mean, probably so much to explain. <laughs> Gotta get every detail in there. But, but if it were narrated by the star of this film, Peter O'Toole, as Eli Cross, I don't know. I've listened to that shit. I, I, I gotta ask a question. This guy, like. He has a voice that is unforgettable. Oh, yeah. It's very distinct. But was he born old? Because yes. he I mean, looked the same forever. Yes, yeah, he, he came out of the womb at 40. Yeah. You go back to Lawrence of Arabia, he still looks like he's right? in his mid-50s. Yeah. <sighs> oh, I was going to say, also starring in this movie, we have, uh, I don't know, uh, favor of the podcast, Steve Railsbeck <laughs> as Cameron. We love AKA Steve Lucky. Yeah. Uh, but, I love Steve Railsback anyway. I'm he, not sure how Steve feels. He pops about up him. in movies we enjoy. I'll give him that. <laughs> you love this guy. Like, With Life Wars and Turkey Shoot. Time, like, like the 60s, 70s, and 80s was a time of like leading guys who probably should have never been leading guys. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then there's like leading guys who definitely should have been leading guys. But like Steve, Steve Railsback, I feel like, like, like walks that line. Like he looks like a leading guy. Yeah, but he sort of acts like a background actor. Yeah. <laughs> and I love it. I just, I love it. Well, also in this movie, we have Barbara Hershey as Nina Franklin. Yeah. Uh, Alex Rocco, one of our favorites from Rockford Files, <laughs> as uh, Jake, the detective. And did anyone see James Avery in this movie, a.k.a. Uncle Carl from Fresh Prince of Bel-Air? Okay, what? so yes. I saw that he was in there, but there was only right. ever one person of color the whole time, and that was like was... the first five minutes. So was he the dude that walked yeah. by the pinball machine? Yeah, he was a customer at diner, is his official wow, okay. customer at diner. Yeah. yeah the, I thought that was him, but then I thought <laughs> I thought it was a lot thinner and taller. <laughs> so well, well, I it was, you know, like 15 years before or something yeah. like that. So you mentioned Barbara Hershey. Does anybody recognize her from anything else more recent? Nope. Not offhand. Okay. Well, Boxcar Bertha aside, we could talk about that more later. She played the Queen of Hearts, Cora, on ABC's Once Upon a Time. Oh, yeah. I never watched it. <gasps> what? Okay. Sure. Yeah. That, whole Alice, that. that whole that Alice in Wonderland remember. arc that they did, she was the Queen of Hearts. It was at like season three or four or something like that. Uh, started almost right away at the tail end of season one into oh. season two. I'm actually watching it with my girls now and they love it. Oh, nice. Let's check that out. But uh, yeah. And of course, if you want to watch this movie, which I mean, I'll say I, I, I think you yeah. should. Be. It's on Tubi. It's on Amazon Prime, Freebie, Plex, Sling TV. Apparently, they're just throwing this away. So, you know, you, you can find it for free. And uh... <laughs> depends. Do you want it to be two hours or do you want it to be four hours? Because if you want to be four hours, go freebie. Yeah, I went freebie yeah, yeah, yeah. and it was torture. Yeah, go, go the Tubi way with that one. Yeah, freebie. Uh, I, I forget which one we watched it recently, but it was like we're watching like an hour and a half movie and it took us legit over three hours to watch it. Well, you yeah, know, I'm used to that? with these streaming services now, if you're not willing to pay the premium package, yeah, they give you add one of two or whatever. If freebie is like add one of nine. I'm like, all right, cool. Well, I'm going to go make a sandwich and wash the yeah. car. I'll be back. What? Like, 
one one of 15 and it's like all right cool i'm gonna go walk the dog thank you great so let's let's just talk for a moment about the opening of this film shall we let's do it (laughs) i I will say this i i kind of got excited i was thinking stunt people it's going to be cars and ramps and explosions and this and that and that whole beginning with the clapboard like I was ready to turn it off about 30 seconds in. Did it, is anybody else like super annoyed by that? Oh, with the, the clapboard credits or whatever. Yes. Where it's oh, like, my, oh my God. Oh my God. Starting was, clap. Yeah. I was, it was yeah, cool was, like the first two times. And then yeah, after that, it was too yeah. much. I yeah. was so triggered. But I think right? it sets us up for, for this movie being too much. And if you want less, go somewhere else. A hundred percent. But what I thought was neat. I also thought maybe there was going to be a pattern building because if you notice during the clapboard intro and all the things going on in the diner with, you know, Uncle, the Uncle from Fresh Prince and whatnot, there was like multiple shots of dogs. And I was like, oh, there's going to be like a dog yeah. theme here because there's like three or four dogs within that whole first thing. And I was like, oh, okay, well, where are we going with this? And then it turned into The Fugitive. And yeah. I, I, so I got excited. I was like, this is cool. Like we have started off something amazing here that this might actually be a good movie i was gonna say i have to say the opening scene with the dog laying there licking on himself as the car pulls up i was like okay this movie might have some potential that's what you judged it on hey what can i say the dog is the dog's reaction growling at them for honking the horn i just thought was priceless i laughed way harder than i probably should have at that but i thought it was hilarious you find the the dog was awesome (laughs) <laughs> yeah yeah so we had a dog lying in the road and like barks at a passing car and then there's like a bunch of like semis and choppers and the highway patrolman and everything pulling up and then like the choppers flying by and like some random vulture just like hits the chopper <laughs> and they're like oh what the hell was that oh nothing important just a damn bird you know blah. i was thinking like oh no they're gonna like lose control and crash or something like that like Nope. Yes, I was just... waiting for this whole final destination thing and like everybody in the first five minutes was going to die or something. <laughs> yeah. And you know what's what's nope. awesome is at this point, I have a note here. My wife turns to me and she goes, I can guarantee that there is at least five minutes of bullshit before this movie even starts. <laughs> right? Kind of knowing how these late 70s it's, films are. It's called the credits. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but, oh, but but we see in the chopper, we see we, we don't see the gentleman in the back. We just see his hand as he brings an app bitten apple into screen. And we're like, oh, he's eating an apple. So he must be an asshole. That's uh, that's movie code. That right is there. movie code. If somebody's eating an apple, they're always an asshole. And then he just throws it out the side of a chopper, rolls down like the top of the diner, hits the cop car. <laughs> yeah, and the cops are like, something hit the roof. Well, call the chief after we catch this scumbag. Right. And they go into the diner. And and we see the like diner lady like taking orders and she has this like tiny dog like tucked in her armpit as she's like leaning over, like, well, here's your egg, sweetie. And I'm like, nope. <laughs> and then this. the guy's like, one day I want to get you. And the dog starts like trying to take his finger off. <laughs> Wait, did nobody notice that, that he like he that dude like grabbed her boob? Oh my, no, he was going for her boob that. and the dog got him. Exactly. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. Exactly. He said, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get you, Mary. I think he made it, and then he had to back off because the dog started snapping. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's why yeah. she brings her dog to the diner for this guy. And oh, maybe yeah. Mary but then was it, the dog, and he was talking to the dog. I'm gonna get you. I mean, but then it cuts to that commercial of 
like a model and her dog acting all seductive, like holding her, like, yeah, yeah, making like making love to the camera. And I'm like, wait, what? What's oh, okay? Right now? So that that's foreshadowing that comes up later in one of my favorite quotes from this film. So that's Barbara Hershey in the commercial. Okay, uh, okay, it was Barbara Hershey. Okay, because it kind of looked like her, but you know, it was real quick and it was just like, what, what, what the hell? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So th- there's a quote later that references back to that commercial, and we'll see if you guys picked it up or not. But we'll keep going. Mm. Yeah, but yeah, but we also oh, see at the diner. No, 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 where she's selling douche powder. Yes. Oh, is that, is that what that was for? Yes. Yes, because yes. they're going to bring it up later again. Yes, exactly. That, all right, that explains the seductive part of it, I guess. Yeah. But uh, yeah, we also see someone sitting at the diner. It's uh, Steve Railsbeck looking like Charlie Manson with the beard and the haircut and everything. The best he looked in the entire film. I mean... Look, Steve Rosbeck, he's not a handsome man. Like, he's an awful looking he's guy. Of course, but yeah, he's he's got the the super high cheekbones and yeah. I don't know, dead doll eyes for the most part. But that's I mean, look, Mr. Rosbeck, please come on our podcast. Yeah, please. I, I'd we love to you listen. I'd love to talk about you playing Ed Gale in like five different movies. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, he uh he kind of gets up trying to act all nonchalant, goes like plays the pinball machine. And the cops just kind of like get on either side of them. They're like, oh, looks like someone gave you a free ball. Hmm. Yeah. Get him. And they like jump on him and like try cuffing him and all that. So and at the, this point, we don't know why they want to detain him. It just sort of happens. Yeah. 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 Oh, oh that, that that's going to be the thing that carries you through the movie. You don't know why they're after him. Like, I really don't care either. But right? <laughs> but is he wanted for murder? Is he wanted for throwing a penny off the Empire State Building? Like, what is he wanted? What is he wanted for? Also known as murder. <laughs> but but yeah, he basically like fights him off and goes running away, and uh, he ends up like beating the crap out of like this uh, uh, the lineman, like the uh, wire runner guy. Yeah, the lineman for the county. He's on right. the back roads. So at this yeah, point, he, the the quote from my wife, she yells "parkour," <laughs> like just like it was on the <laughs> office, because he's rolling and diving, and ducking and dodging. I mean, he's everywhere, right? It was, and I, again, I got excited. I was like, "This is turning into the fugitive. This is pretty cool." Oh yeah, yeah. He, he kind of looks like uh, Richard Kimball or whatever when he gets off the bus, all long haired and just kind of yeah. scraggly and all that. Yeah. And, and I and did grabs, enjoy. Like, I did enjoy the handcuff throat punch. That was yeah. pretty, that was <laughs> slick. I was like, that, good thinking there. Well, not to throw out uh, any surprises for anybody listening, but you're talking about like when the police try to detain him and you don't know why. Later in the movie, there's a scene where he's with, uh, I think it's Barbara's character. And he starts talking about it. And I'm like, okay, he's talking about why they were trying to arrest him. And then you find out it was just like they were practicing pretending for a screen roll or something like that. And I'm like, well, now I'm back to where I was not knowing what they wanted him. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. It comes full circle several times. But uh, but yeah. Oh, he also ends up grabbing like one of their bags or whatever, because I guess it has the bolt cutters in it. Mm-hmm. And he uses the bolt cutters or whatever to cut the cuffs and stuff. So it's great. And he gets to the bridge and instead of going Wait through a river, a second. Like across hold the bridge. Hold on. Hold Wait on. Wait a second. He used his buttholes to <laughs> operate those bolt cutters. Well, yeah. As, uh, how else are you going to do it? How effective is that? How effective is that from the men folk? <laughs> Have you seen Steve Railsbeck's cheeks? 
I mean, I have seen Dan take a two by 12 to the nutsack. So it is possible. <laughs> the, the man's taint is made of iron. Apparently, because I was thinking the same thing. I was like, he's pressing down on that with his balls. Like, there's, It's like, holy hell. But, but yeah, it, it, it was effective. <laughs> you learned that one in Nam, we'll find out. No. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, he's uh, crossing the bridge or whatever. And uh, he sees a car coming by and like, you know, puts the thumb out trying to hitch or whatever. And uh, what, what kind of car was it? A, a Dusendorf or something like that? We're going to get, yeah. get to that later. There, there, I have an issue with this, but yes, we're going to call it quote unquote, the Duesenberg, the doozy. Yeah. yeah. But uh, yeah, basically. Okay. So the car stops and he like hops in. He's like, Hey, thanks for the ride. And the driver's instantly like, I get the fuck out of here. Blah, blah, blah. I'm like you're the one that stopped and opened the door, dude. Right. <laughs> yeah. He like peels off the end of the bridge, turns around, and then it starts coming at him to like ram him. I'm like, okay, the, what, what's what's going on here? Blah blah blah. You know, the rails back or whatever. He just grabs the nearest bottle, throws it at the windshield, <laughs> dives out of the way. Car goes off the side of the bridge into the water. Oh well, of course you don't see it. It's all off screen because there's no way right. they're going to do more than one time. But uh... <laughs> and in swoops it, the helicopter. Yep, and and it, you see this gi- guy operating a giant camera or whatever on the side, and like, oh shit, they caught all that on film. And then we see in the back seat, you know, the man in the back that used to have the apple, and it's Peter O'Toole. Oh shit! <laughs> Again, I am still thinking this is like good cop, bad cop, fugitive. This is going to be an action flick, like nonstop, because he's the stunt man, right? We're going to find out that maybe he was a stunt man and he's on the run or whatever. And I'm like, I am super stoked to this point hey you're expecting the fall guy tv series right exactly majors to be in this yeah oh i get it but okay and at the end of the scene we see the chopper kind of like flying around the bridge and it looks like it's just about to hit the bridge and then you get like a flash wipe to the next scene which is cutting to the hotel coronado did anybody else think like wait did that chopper just crash into the bridge yes i did okay okay there was there was Spoilers lots of very abrupt scene changes in editing in this movie. There's say. a very special one that we'll talk about in a little bit, but oh, yes. Oh, I think I know where you're going. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yes, I so, also picked, I've been to the Hotel Coronado, so I immediately identify with it because it hasn't changed in forever. And I was like, no. okay, so this is shot in San Diego or nobody's going to spend the money to build a replica of that thing. And then they spend the you know let's say the rest of the time there, which is which is all well and good. But yeah, I'm glad you picked up on on that too. I was like, oh, that's that's a landmark. Yeah. Well, and, and earlier this month we watched uh, the movie Stunts that was filmed at the Madonna Inn, another historic <laughs> property that hasn't changed in the last too. fifty years. I've been there too. That's the most amount of pink I've ever seen in one place in my life. It is incredible. <laughs> the Madonna Inn is magical. Yeah. Right, so so yeah, we're at the Hotel Coronado now. Just okay, cool. We're in San Diego, sweet. And we see uh, you know, Charlie Manson, Railback or whatever coming around the corner, and he's he's making himself some jean shorts with uh yeah. bolt flippers or whatever. <laughs> That's good camouflage. I guess. Yeah. I mean, yeah, he's just trying to blend into the boardwalk and all the people, you know, just doing their thing there on a sunny afternoon. 
and uh, there's a film shoot going on on the beach, and uh, looks like it's a World War One movie because you see all the guys dressed as like the German troops with the pointy little Kaiser helmets and whatnot. And uh, guys, what happens? It was Furniture. pretty. It, yeah, it was graphic. Like I wasn't expecting oh, yeah. that. And well, and, see, I got thrown off because I'm like, okay, they're shooting this movie, cool, this fake movie inside this movie, right? And then yeah. all of a sudden, it got like it took like a 90 degree turn and i'm like oh my yeah. god like some like they just murdered everybody yeah so so we got this plane the little biplane or whatever coming in like kah, 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 kah. you see all the squibs going off and people like ah oh, like you know there's filming saving prep ryan or something and just ah oh, everyone's falling over and then the like you know explosions and stuff start going off like mortars or whatever and then after what, it's just boom, big explosion, a lot of a lot of dust in the air. And then as it settles, you see all the actors just laying down like in bits, like it's a fucking Eli yep. Roth movie. Yeah. yeah, like people in half and like missing limbs and shit. And everybody watching, you know, the, the audience or whatever that's told to be quiet, there's like, oh my God, oh my God, what happened? Everybody's fucking dead. And Charles Manson Railsbeck's like, somebody call it out. Yeah, call him like having a nom flashback, Medic. and then a guy comes up and like pretty realistic, isn't it? Yeah, but like this well, when they started moving, there was a good yeah. like ten Mississippi where nobody was moving. So, so like with the uh, the the car trying to drive him off the road earlier, and this this really sets the tone for this movie in that like it really points out that he is a not a reliable narrator we can't trust his perception and it really starts blending what is movie magic what is in his head and like like who are actors who are people and i think that to me that seemed to be like the real like theme of this movie so once my balloon had been popped and I realized this wasn't the fugitive, I suddenly went, this is the original inception. Like which level of hell are we on right now? To your point, Izzy, it was like all these, like you didn't know what was real and what was fake. And that perpetuates throughout the rest of the film. Yeah. Cause I assumed on the bridge when I, cause I didn't realize what was happening with the car. Like he stopped and then the guy got angry. I'm like, what is this tool doing? And then he went forward <laughs> and all of a sudden you saw like camera crews. I'm like, Oh, he must've stopped to prepare for whatever move he was doing. He did this J turn goes back across the bridge. I assumed there was, he was just, he was still filming and then dude throws oh. something at him and we don't know what happens, but then you find out like he went over the bridge. So it's like, he caused this accident even though the guy wasn't trying to kill him at all he was just trying to shoot his scene like i i don't think we ever got the answer as to what actually happened on that bridge but that's because our character never got the answer exactly like that's part of the whole movie like where is in the dark is this character who doesn't have his wits about him <laughs> yeah yeah so yeah yeah, yeah. The ball when the guy on the bridge came to the stop was and when he opens the door I, he looks at him. He's like, "Oh, you're not good enough to get in this car because you know it's a fancier car." Something. And he's, the reason he was like, "Get out," was because he thought he wasn't worthy to be in the car. Or something. And he sped off. But then when he came back, I it threw it off completely. As well, it, did, it didn't make any sense as to why he stopped in the first place. It was sort of like if you don't want to pick up a hitchhiker, just keep driving. It was really bizarre, right? Because yeah, well, he, he stopped at the beginning of the bridge. Yeah, like he's not he was so be- focused on his. Yeah, he, yeah, he wasn't expecting him. anyone to be there. Yeah, yeah. He yeah. didn't stop like at him. He stopped in front of him, and then the dude ran up to the car and opened the door. So I don't, I think he was ignoring him. Yeah. He had, he, he didn't realize there was a person on the road. Cause he's getting ready to do this very dangerous stunt. 
that like people die doing. Yeah. Sushi yeah, has big opinions about Sushi, this. Buddy, come on, buddy. Come sit over here. Come sit over here, you whiny little bitch. Come here. Sushi. It's a cat. You've seen it every day for the last year. Come here. I was oh. earlier and then she scratched me and now I don't know if we're friends or not. That's what you get, honey. Hey. So if we jump back let, let to... Her, oh God, let her go, Sush. She, it's a butterfly. If she comes back to you, you're meant to be. So if I'm we a, jump back to that beach scene a little bit, though, uh, where we sort of left off there, at first, I didn't pick up on the pointy Kaiser helmets and think World War One. The biplane for me was the giveaway because the beach scene didn't oh, seem yeah. right for World War One because it should have been trench warfare. I mean, the plane yeah. was correct, but it, it sort of gave me that, to, to your point, Steve, you said like kind of saving Private Ryan sort of situation there in Normandy Beach. So that was a little out of whack. And, you know, OK, fine, they're shooting a movie. Who cares? But the next kind of abrupt cutaway to when we see Barbara Hershey for the first time, not on a you know douche powder commercial, I was really lost. Yeah, yeah where, where she walks up in the uh, old lady makeup and is basically like, excuse me. <laughs> yeah, and, and the thing is, when she's there, I'm like, okay, well, that's obviously somebody wearing makeup, right? <laughs> like, like a mask. <laughs> right. <laughs> I just thought it was the quality of the the, the movie. <laughs> they couldn't get an old lady to do this part, so they've just really make up up someone. <laughs> yeah. Well, that was just it too. I was disappointed. I was like, Barbara Hershey's going to play like Estelle Getty, like in this in this movie. Like, I don't understand. Like, they cast her to play old lady. Like, they could have found anybody to do this. And this is Sicily, nineteen seventeen, right? But she did take a lot of pride in the fact of she went up to the one guy and got his autograph, and he didn't even recognize it was her. So yeah, she was yeah. very proud of how well it was done. Yeah, yeah. The the star of the movie that uh, you know spoilers, Railsbeck's going to be the stunt double for. Her. <laughs> but what was his name, Mister Bailey? Or uh, mm-hmm. I've got it later, but yeah, it's Mister Bailey right now. But yeah, she basically walks up, gets an autograph, and then. Uh, yeah, the director, Eli, he comes choppering in and he like tells everybody like, hey, so somebody died. No big deal. So, so we'll move on. So hold on a second. As as Peter O'Toole is helicoptering in, I want to talk about the cinematography here for a second, because the helicopter gets used quite a bit in this movie. But why oh, yeah. were we looking up his nose the entire time that he's coming down? Like. You know, watch. It's like when uh, Glinda the Good Witch came down, right? He's like circling down to the beach and he's landing. But we're looking up his nose. Was there any particular uh, reason to do that? Do you want to look down through helicopter blades? Is that what you want to do, Eric? Because that's the other option. No, but my wife did point out to me. She goes, <laughs> why are his eyes completely bloodshot like he's in a zombie film? Like what kind of drugs was he on? And then I said, it's got to be the backwash from the props on the helicopter because probably kicking up sand and everything. But it just, it didn't seem, did you guys notice how just gory he looked? I just noticed the whole time how Willem Dafoe could have. Yes. His cousin or brother. Look, (laughs) later when, yeah, later we were comparing him to a Marvel supervillain the entire time. It was fantastic. But yeah, 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 totally. Like he's, you know, he's he's like Willem Dafoe. He's got the the very pronounced features and everything. The booming voice. He's a director. Blah blah blah. 
And I love it. He's just like, well, somebody died. We're going to, you know, continue on. And then just hops back in the chopper and flies off. <laughs> and that blows uh, the old lady into the water. Ah! <laughs> Did you also notice the 1960s Batman music that they were using when he took off in the helicopter? Yeah. Oh, the yeah. music throughout this is wild. Yeah. I'll make reference to 60s Batman again as we progress here, but go. I was just like, what the hell is going on? <laughs> but yeah, so uh, Railsback, he sees the old lady get blown in the water and he's like, somebody's got to help her and goes like running, diving, save her. And they're like, like picking her up and, uh, you know, this old lady starts peeling her face off. <laughs> she rips her wig off. She starts peeling her face off. You're like, oh, I know you. I've seen you in that uh, definitely not douche commercial. Uh, that one show. <laughs> You're like, yeah, nice to meet you. Thank you for saving me. <laughs> I don't know. And oh, was it was they like, uh, thank you for coming and seeing me so gallantly. He's like, oh wow, just like in the movies. I am the movie. <laughs> I guarantee you that was in the book. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and then uh, she's basically talking like, oh yeah, she, uh, something along the lines of, like, oh yeah, my, uh, my my name's Nina, and I'm like the you know lead actress in this movie, and I'm the director's daughter. And I'm like, oh okay, cool, cool, cool. Oh yeah, oh the Steve, I believe you paused this and was like, wait, did she say daughter? daughter? Okay, okay, I could I could dig that up to a point in this movie. Um, <laughs> And then, like, the director, I, I, you know, she's like, oh, yeah, this guy saved me, blah, blah, blah. And, and the director is, like, instantly, like, I know you from the bridge. <laughs> Come on over here, buddy. And uh, he basically, like, pulls him aside and is basically like, uh, so you ever done any stunt work? You want to be in this movie? Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, you, you don't know this guy, but all right, whatever. You're Peter O'Toole. You've been nominated for Academy Award, not me. Right. <laughs> And uh, what happens from here? Oh, yeah. Then uh, the well, the local sheriff or whatever, Jake, he starts coming around. And he's like, God damn it, director. All I right. heard about what happened at the bridge and Bert's missing and presumed dead and blah, blah, blah. Good. That, that guy. That's another guy that never aged. He looked the same in everything he was in. And he played the exact same character. Like you want yeah. stereotypical New York City cop. You you hire that guy. Like Alex Rocco, as seen in multiple episodes of The Rockford Files, Murder, She Wrote, Ink Up into like Quantum Leap. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's that guy. Oh, yeah. The director's like, no, no, what do you mean? Bert's right here. Look, talk to him, Bert. And he's pointing at uh, Steve Railsback, who we don't even know this guy's name yet. So I'm just calling him Steve in my notes and stuff. <laughs> like, yeah, Bert here. Bert, Bert, tell him what happened to the bridge. You see anybody on the run? Because they're like looking for a fugitive or something, too. They mentioned like, nope, I didn't see him. <laughs> so this is after he met with the the onset hairdresser and went through his transformation and his bleaching and everything else. No, Wait, not yet. Happened yet. No, not, no, yet. not, not yet. yet. Not yet. No, no, no. He's still looking like Charlie Manson. He just oh, okay. came out of. He just rescued Barbara from the water, so he's dripping yeah. wet. That's right. That's why right. they're like he, the divers pulled him out and brought him directly here on the helicopter. Hence, why he's wet right. and his jeans magically ripped off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah so uh basically oh, yeah because yeah, that's right the um because then the sheriff is like i'm gonna arrest everyone on your production team and i like he says something like i'm gonna arrest the stuntman twice or something yeah yeah he's he's like super skeptical but he's like 
all right, this checks out. You got three days to finish this fucking movie, and I want everybody out of here. I'm arresting all of you and the stunt guys twice. All right, get them out. <laughs> and uh, yeah, then um, this this wonderful magical lift thing that the director has, and this is where he starts becoming like a Marvel supervillain for the rest of the movie because it just kind of like comes in like screen right, and he hops on there and uh, you know pulls a uh, Steve Rails back on his side, and they start having a chat as they're like panning over the beach and spinning around like it's a it's it's a shot where you know on the big screen i could see you like getting a little car sick because the background spinning around he's talking about like all right well to save your ass so you're gonna assume the identity of bert the stuntman that we lost at the bridge there for whatever reason and uh or i could just tell him the truth and they can take you off to jail and he's like sure sounds like fun whatever <laughs> And then it drops him off there at the entrance to Hotel Coronado. And this is the every every scene at the entrance of the Hotel Coronado has these a lot of lens flares. Like there's so much Ooh. Vaseline and special effects sparkles and stuff on in these things. Like, and welcome to Wonderland, the movie industry. Care to join us? Yeah, well, I mean, come on. He's been Steve Rollsbeck's been like homeless and on the run, and everybody's out to get him. And he's about to enter a luxury hotel. Yeah. And like like this whole world where like he's gonna get paid per stunt and things like that. Like this is a whole new world to him. A whole new world. And again, we're back to he's a, our unreliable narrator. Yeah. Well, and then yeah, when he when they first tell him that he's gonna make money, he's like super stoked because it's like more money he's ever imagined to get that. He was so excited. Yeah, oh like, yeah. Wait, wait you're but the, the guy didn't tell him that hundred dollars? That guy didn't tell him that till after he started like working and then he was like hanging off the roof that's yeah. right yeah. during the training yeah. part yeah <laughs> yeah oh, so so yeah so we get a little scene where he gets a haircut from you know the hair and makeup lady basically gives him you know makes him blonde shaves his face all that stuff and uh we find out uh her name's denise and she gives great hair and so then they start banging and i'm like <laughs> must be nice she's my second oh, for- favorite character in the movie actually I'll let you guys guess who my favorite character is, but <laughs> yeah. So yeah, then we cut to the next scene, and uh, uh, no, no, no. Before oh. they started banging, uh, he sees the star of our movie out. Oh yeah, yeah. Out, out front, and uh, he asks the hairdresser, story? "Like, what's her story?" And like, well, I think she's better at douche commercials than she is at movies, but she didn't hear that from me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sells that yeah. douche powder. Yeah, then we uh, cut to the next scene they're shooting, and it's like the aftermath of the, you know, the everybody dead on the beach scene or whatever, and you know, all the men are dead, and we get this little stunt where like there's a hand out of the out of the sand, and then it turns, and the middle finger inflates to a big balloon that said something like "Eat it, Eli's Kitchen" or some shit. Yeah. I don't know. I can't quite tell before it popped, and I wasn't gonna rewind it, so. <laughs> That's some more 60s Batman stuff right there, too. I was like, come on now. What is this? This 100% feels like, oh, Sushi disagrees. This feels like something, though, like stunt guys would and prop guys would pull on a director. Yeah. Oh, and then the director is like telling everybody like, okay, so we know that's not really, we know that's not really Bert. Like what, what really happened there at the bridge? And uh, the director is like, yeah, I, I I don't know. I don't know. Move on. We got a, we got a movie to finish. Who we, cares? We got a new guy. We got three days. Oh, and our new guy here, uh, we'll call him Lucky just for, uh, for clarity's sake. Okay. Cool. Cool. Don't even know real names. 
I, I think it wasn't until like a good hour and 15 minutes in where they mentioned his name's Cameron. Right. Yeah. And I'm like, who? And I, I think he even said it like, oh, just good old Cameron here. Like, who the fuck is, is Who's that? that? Yeah, right. Sushi, come on, buddy. Come sit. Come sit, buddy. I don't want to sit. I want to be a part of the podcast. Get on the mic here. I'll just stand in the background whining. Anyway. So by this point, he's introduced to the stunt coordinator, right? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, we meet the stunt coordinator. Um, my favorite character, by the way. I like him so much. Yeah, he he's cool as shit. Yeah. And, oh yeah. And oh my god, everybody is wearing the Canadian tuxedos throughout this everybody. movie. Too. Stunt man is head to toe denim. <laughs> and it's like, oh yeah, I guess that's late seventies. That's probably like the work uniform. You know, easier on road rash and stuff like that, right? <laughs> But uh, yeah, stunt coordinator, he's basically like, you ever done any stunt work before? I don't know, kind of. He's like, look, either you've done stunts or you haven't. Do you want me? <laughs> like, oh, I went to Nam. Is that close enough? All right, cool. So here's what we're going to do. I'm going to show you how to jump and roll, and like, you know, do the, you know, the, like the stuff he was doing when he was getting away from the cops. And he's like, oh, like this? All right, don't don't get too cocky. That'll get you hurt, you know? And then they like start wrestling for a bit, like just throwing each other over their shoulders and shit like that's how you take a fall that's how you take a fall yeah basically just just teaching them the ropes and then yeah this is where like uh tiny mentioned like he was like hanging off the gutters or whatever like yeah all right your hands are strong enough for this scene and uh you know if you do this right you'll get six hundred dollars and he's like six hundred dollars i could buy a house with that <laughs> yeah they're it literally... like he just starts screaming and we're like is he happy or mad yeah. and then he's just like I'll never have to work again. I can buy all the douche powder Barbara wants. So yeah, they went from the the Tommy Matt practice in the middle of the courtyard to on the roof of the Coronado Hotel, kind of just running around and to your point, hanging from the gutters and stuff. And I was like, wait, what? So no nets, no nothing. We're just going to practice up on the roof. We're stunt stunt men, right? Yeah. Also, working in the industry, I'm like, oh my god, did they buy out the Hotel Coronado for right? like three months to shoot this movie or something? And no, how much would that have more cost? days? And uh, just to clarify, no, I'm talking me- about the real movie. Oh, the real movie. Oh yeah, probably. And just to clarify, Steve <laughs> is not in the stunt game. Steve is in the hotel game. The hotel game. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Steve does not hang from roofs. Steve provides <laughs> roofs over people's heads. That's right. Well, I figure with the fact they were just hanging off the roofs and everything when this movie was created there probably was no osha standards so they were just doing what they wanted to yeah it was yeah, 70s yeah. man look look there were nets they were just down on the first floor so yeah you'll fall a little bit oh no they got one of those big uh inflatable bounce houses oh shit that's yeah sweet. that's where they catch them there you go but uh yeah so then we cut from them uh you know hanging off rafters and rafters and stuff and then uh cut to a torture scene in the i guess the basement of the coronado that they have like a world war one dungeon i guess it was bizarre turn the restaurant into this location or something i like i I don't know where this is but uh yeah they start uh you know the director comes in and like no 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 it's all wrong and the writer's like what's wrong about it blah 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 
then we just cut to a big dinner where like all the all major right. players of the crew, like, <laughs> like, I feel like we missed a scene here somewhere because yep. now we're talking around the dinner table. Exactly. And you know, what else was super distracting is whoever was playing the part of the caterpillar from Alice in Wonderland and blowing the giant smoke rings out over the table. It's like, that's all I could focus on. Yeah. So same thing here. Cause we're like, we see the director with his fucking uh, parasol cigarette or whatever, you know, being all Peter O'Toole-ish, but then like these giant things of smoke are coming from the side and we're, and every time it showed everybody out there, I'm like, nobody else is smoking. Exactly. Exactly. I was so <laughs> distracted. I had no idea what they were talking about because of that. Yeah. Uh, you, you weren't missing much. He was just talking. I, I have things written down like war is a symptom of a disease and we need to find this guy knows what the disease is like talking to lucky. And he's like, look, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about, but it sounds dumb. But then, I, I was, <laughs> I was expecting like a Dom Toretto speech and I'll be like family, 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 right. Or something like that. But we, we got just, I, I didn't understand what they were talking about. Yeah. Well, and, and the only time it really even got kind of interesting is when like they're talking about like you know you're gonna go over budget on this film and they're just gonna end up cutting it or whatever anyway and uh the director's all like uh that would be like like if you had a daughter and i said i was gonna cut off her fingers and stuff like that if you touch my film i'll kill them or you know whatever (laughs) like that kind of shit not not quite that over the top then i'll eat them yeah yeah. it was that over the top yeah but you know more english not just kill them (laughs) (laughs) then i'll eat them (laughs) then i'll boil their bones and then uh yeah jake uh Jake the sheriff basically kind of walks up, shows up at dinner, and he's like, hey, so uh, I understand you have some film about uh, what happened to the bridge earlier. I'd love to talk see that, like, now-ish, if that's cool. Or, you know, maybe someone, maybe we can a little glint, some of them, like, in a white shot or something of the guy we're trying to find. Okay, cool, whatever. And I think he basically says, I'm like, oh, yeah, I'll have that ready for you in the morning or something like that. Like, it's, you know, tucked away for the night. So we get to that night. And uh, Lucky's like ready to like bail. Like he's like packed up his little bag or whatever. He's like, cops are on to me. They're gonna have that footage. They're gonna see me. I think he was like waiting for a taxi or something. And then, uh, and then yeah, Barbara Hershey. She comes walking in with like the rest of the crew, and he's like trying to like stand off to the side, but he sees her and the, all the oh, fucking. And he stole the vest players. from uh, the um, the stunt coordinator or one of the camera guys or something. He stole the vest. Remember? Okay okay yeah yeah he's just trying to blend in as they're like walking by but yeah we got the little lens flares and everything and you know whimsical music and yeah all that kind of shit barf central it was like don't tell me these two are getting together right oh i i I was thinking like okay cool he's a little delusional whatever blah 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 he like turns around like looking around for a cab or whatever and then she pops up behind him like what are you up to or whatever like oh boy okay all right (laughs) he's like oh yeah I hear you're going to jump that tower over there tomorrow, you know, because they're at the front lobby or whatever. And he's like, I don't know, maybe. <laughs> let's go up there right now and try it. Okay, yeah. let's go. I'm like, think this is actually a really bad idea. And I'm afraid of heights and I don't like it. And then they start playing like some Charlie's Angels music yep. as uh, <laughs> as they like, I don't know, like you're scared, blah, blah, blah. And then they just start kissing and pigeons are flying all around them and and you know and what's funny about that? Hits you, them. you mentioned the Charlie's Angels music, and that's when I turned to my wife and I said, "You know, 
Barbara Hershey, she's like in this category with like Linda Carter and Jacqueline Smith in terms of like, you know, natural beauty, whatever. She never changed and she still kind of looks the same today. And at that moment, because the music and the setting and the spotlight and everything, I was like, wow. Like I just had this moment, right? Where I was like, aside from everything that was just going on, it, it, I don't know, it was, it was well put together and it very much highlighted her you know, and, and so I don't know, it, it was very, it was romantic in a way, but really cheesy at the same time. I had very a moment too, man. and it was, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> very different than <laughs> my moment. Yeah, especially when the spotlight hits them too, and it's like, wait, what the fuck? Is this going to be like the cops or something? Like, right. no, it's just the director who... We, her father yeah who we saw <laughs> just walk in and then like all of a sudden he's back out there he's going, oh fuck sushi fuck dude come on stop go go come here buddy come here oh, oh, oh. okay buddy oh. Oh. sorry guys this this is our life now he hey, smells he's... deviled eggs on you right um, hey babe, I'm I'm gonna take him upstairs. You guys finish the podcast. I can record my uh my comments. Aww. Love you. I love you too. This movie is awesome. It's ten <laughs> stars. Well, all right. Well, yeah. So yeah, the director he's got the spotlight on him, and he's like, brilliant, brilliant. We're out here test just testing lighting. No big deal. I'm like, no, you weren't. But whatever, it doesn't matter. This this, this movie's off the rails, right? And then, like, when they get down from the tower and they're walking by, this is where, okay, the director is still on this, like, this mechanical arm lift that's just, like, following behind him. And the way he's, like, kind of, like, gliding behind him as the scene's going, I'm like, this is, like, Doc Ock in a Spider-Man movie. Like, this is a fucking super villain just kind of, like, <laughs> gliding behind them. Talking about, like, no, you're going to be great in the movie. <laughs> Definitely not the devil. <laughs> With the propeller spinning on top of that thing. <laughs> yeah but then uh and, and then yeah just like a marvel villain he ends up snagging steve or you know a lucky or whatever we're calling him right now and uh yeah just lifts him up you know as high as it goes to like the top of the coronado and they're like you know hey the cops are looking for this cameron guy you don't know who that is do you lucky i don't know like i, I don't know but basically they're like okay so what's the plan do, am i just am i gonna do this movie thing or are we just waiting a couple days and i'm running he's like look just stick around for a couple of days be at the airport Sunday morning at 3 p.m. and just fly off with us. And then when we get back to L.A. or whatever, you can just go wherever. But I I see potential in you. You could definitely be the thing my movie needs. And you're like, all right, sure. Why not? <laughs> so, um, yeah, what happens? Here? Yeah. So like the next day. Uh, I don't know. They're like setting up for the shoot where he's going to like jump the towers. And OK, this. This little action scene that happens here for the next, let's say, seven to eight minutes. Right. <laughs> Pretty fucking awesome because it's jumping from tower to tower and along the roof lines of the Coronado, which if you haven't seen super steep red shingle roofs and stuff like that. And there's like explosions and squibs and guys getting tossed off the side and falling on mats, falling through like windows and shit. But none of that uh, compared else? to the guy that slipped and smashed his balls on the on the roof. Did you guys catch oh. that? <laughs> yeah, well, was that the stunt coordinator or something that did that? Like, oh, oh man, that's gonna sting. Like, <laughs> oh, and then there's uh, of course the gratuitous boobies like popping in windows. Seth, he's like, oh, get out of here! Blah, 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 blah. Oh my god! 
And, and then the worst there's like, like doves. That sequence when they wind up in a brothel. Wasn't that one that's section? Late, that's later. That's later. Don't don't spoil yeah, it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, basically at the end, it, yeah, he's being chased like a dozen dudes at the top, and he gets like cornered onto this uh, this steel pipe or whatever he's holding on. Of course, it breaks and it falls over, and he goes crashing through like an atrium window. And there's, I don't know, a couple people fucking on a bed or whatever that he interrupts. <laughs> and they're like, oh, get out of here. Blah, blah, blah. And then, like, I don't know, basically he rolls over and like g- rolls over into like the debaucherous orgy dinner room i guess i don't know it was like it was like a scene from caligula suddenly it was like what are we doing inside of this (laughs) other film that's being filmed while they're filming you know this world war one reenactment thing it was so bizarre and they start tearing his clothes off and shit too and i'm like okay what is happening right (laughs) and the director's right there like perfect perfect we got it all in one take I'm like, what? what exactly? Like, we heard you go over the scene like, oh, yeah, you do this. And then you run over here. And that's basically it. Not an eight minute action scene, but yeah. fuck. And then he's basically like, why didn't you tell me that was all going to happen? Like, oh, the spontaneity makes it look realistic. That's what I'm going for in my film. I don't know. Which is a recurring um, theme as we move along, too. It's like ugh, all these surprises. Yeah, so then we uh, cut to them watching the dailies of it or whatever, yep. and uh, yeah, look, he's like trying to talk to Nina or whatever, and she's like all kinds of upset because, oh, that's right, I guess at the, the end of the raffle thing, he kind of told off the director or whatever, because mm-hmm. he was kind of angry, whatever, and she's like, you can't talk to him like that, he's the one giving us all a chance here, and we got to make a movie, otherwise we don't get paid, and we never work in this town again, like that kind of thing. So next is like the big jump that the stunt coordinator ends up making, you think he got killed and that leads to the biplanes, right? Yeah. 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 The biplanes where they're like watching like, Oh, that, that, that crash looks so, so hokey as they have like the worst, like scarecrow dummy, like hanging out of their plane. Like, no, so no, no, that's all did, wrong. Did anybody else notice that all of the planes crash? Like they're in the Charlie Chaplin film, like straight yeah. down, like yeah. snidely whiplashes in it and wacky races or something. It's completely like asinine, like the way they set up those crashes for those planes. But what happens next out of this boggles my mind because it's another sort of like really striking cut from that jump from when the stunt coach comes off the building and you think he dies and he lands in that big balloon and they're like, Oh, okay, great. And then he's like drunk riding on one of the wings of the biplane. I'm like, what yeah. the hell happened here? Like, how did we get to this point? Yeah. And, and, and the whole time I'm thinking like, okay, the movie the director is trying to make has even more severe tonal shifts than this movie does. Right. <laughs> like, like I want gritty war film that will make it. So nobody will ever want to be a part of war again. And then I'm going to have a guy dance to Charleston on a fucking biplane wing. Like, wait, which is it? Yeah, the, whole, the whole conversation about doing the dance on the wing of the plane just about me like, this makes no sense. It was bizarre. Yeah, <laughs> you it, could have deleted was, all that. But if you did, you would have missed a really important part, right, Brad? Which part? When the plane is about to crash, what do we cut away to? Hard cut. We make a yeah. hard cut. Uh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, Best transition the plane movie. Crash. The, the plane crashed. And he jumps off. And oh, man, what a jump. Oh, <laughs> my God. <laughs> Cuts right into his O face as he's blasting into Barbara Hershey. 
Oh, <laughs> oh, oh. And I have to say, I busted out laughing, and I heard I heard my wife chuckle too. And at that moment, I had that very adolescent curiosity where I'm like, "Are are we gonna like? Is this gonna turn into? Are we gonna see the goods? Like, what what happens next? Yeah. Like, where do we go from here? <laughs> it was are, are so we gonna shocking. See the kisses. I know what you're thinking, Eric. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, and then like, yeah, basically like roll over and she's like, oh man, that's twice today. Once when you were doing your stunt and then now like, oh, oh, geez, God. this is, this is all a Jacob's ladder situation, right? Like he's, he's back. At, he got ran over by that car and this is all in his head. Had to, had to be because it makes no sense otherwise. Yeah. And then her uh, her alarm starts going off because like oh no I gotta get on the the shoot whatever blah 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 hey could could you turn that alarm off for me and Lucky's just like standing next to her but like not turning off like no I want you I want you to think it's Eli just screaming at you and then I want to make so love creepy. to you while Eli's screaming at you <laughs> oh. what the that's so weird uh, Tanya I, you, you mispronounced hot that that's what it is oh, I'm sorry <laughs> steamy steamy sensual from the director of color of night a scant Ugh. 15 years later <laughs> but, uh, and, and then yeah, we, what, what? then we pan back to the mechanical bear and the swing right that's the next part of this because now we're in another oh. screen screening situation oh my god watching watching the b-reel yeah, yeah, we see the the footage. Uh, Lucky in the stunt corner, they're looking at the footage of uh, of Bert's death, basically. Because had a camera in the back of the car, and you like see him like gasping for air and shit like that. And then like I don't know, before he decomp- depressurizes or whatever, he's like, okay, I think that's enough. We saw what happened. And uh, yeah, then we get this weird scene where Nina, she's in the old lady makeup again. God bless her. Yep. And and the writer's like, all right. I think I have an idea for this next scene where she's going to be at the the cemetery, you know, at the at the 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 tomb of the unknown soldier basically. I and he pulls out of this bag this like bronze statuette of like a girl on a swing and a bear. It's like a, like almost like I don't know what you call it, like animatronic or like a like the cuckoo clock motion yes. kind of thing yes. where it just lays and it's like her just banging up against this erect bear it's overtly sexual i mean there's no hiding it you're just like oh my god but then you ask yourself why why are we looking at this why is this important what does this have to do with anything in this film yep and keep in mind he's pitching this to the director who we who at least that i i don't know if you all thought the same thing maybe you heard something i didn't is this actress's father and it's like, yes, this is of the period and it's more intimate than, you know, like leaving roses or like a, a picture of them or something like that. No, this is more personal, have more meaning. And the director's like, yes, fuck yes, dude, let's do it. High five, you know. I never thought they were, I never thought Barbara's character and and Peter O'Toole's character were related. Yeah, no, because that was we we saw that later. Her parents were in the screening that's coming up. But even up to that point, what made you people think that he was her, her father? I I swear to Christ, uh, like I don't know if it was Denise, the makeup person, or somebody said like, oh yeah, that's that's why she's in this movie because she's like the director's daughter or something. Hold on, I oh, am I thought, I thought pulling it was the, up. 
who is the she slept with him in situation yeah yes. that's what i thought of her too which we come uh, to find out later it's part of the plot which is super thick <laughs> okay yeah i, I i'm reading diane db synopsis here new stuntman takes the job high falls out okay leading lady while facing off with his manipulative director okay so it doesn't say daughter in there that must just have been i don't know me being weird i'm okay with it <laughs> I, can't, I can't imagine how much more strange the movie was at that point while you were thinking that though Can you, I, really he used this whole time right it's her dad <laughs> So, Dad, like, how did that come together oh. for you at the end of the movie? By the way, no, okay, it, say it, you mean in the second act when we find out they were banging? I'm like, what? <laughs> hold, hold the tick. <laughs> what? What? No. What is this? Like a Woody Allen and like stepdaughter? No, 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 no. <laughs> oh, Steve, sure, you're gonna have to watch she, it again. She, she said, "Dad and not Daddy." Oh, yeah, yeah. maybe that was it. But anyway, uh, back to Barbara Hershey. We get to see her uh, as an old lady at a gravestone acting <laughs> in a terrible then, accent. Was it German or Russian? Like, I I don't know. European. It was a very Bratislavan dialect. No, seventies <laughs> <laughs> European. Yeah, <laughs> I see nothing. Yeah. okay and then yeah after the scene or whatever somebody mentioned like uh, you know the only reason she's in this movie is because they're banging or something like that i'm like wait what now no Uh, eli and Nina, they're no 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 (laughs) just like like my next eight notes or no no that this this isn't a thing in this movie because i'm an idiot what can i say um (laughs) and then uh you know that later that night eli's like catching up with Lucky and he's like, hey, I got this new script. We're going to be filming in Amsterdam and you can stick your finger in a dike. <laughs> and Oh, oh and but we missed, we missed something really important about watching the film of the guy dying on the bridge after the whole original bridge thing. And it comes oh, back yeah, yeah, later. Yeah. We're all car nerds here on Break Fix. So did you guys pick up on anything important about this? I'm going to call it alleged air quotes, Duesenberg that they used is it, is it going to be something like the suicide doors after about 30 to 40 minutes into this movie i was listening more than watching so i have no comment was it the mercedes <laughs> oh. emblem on the hood hey we got a winner oh. winner winner chicken dinner yeah. when you look through the windshield there's the three-pointed star on the hood it's a mercedes that they're using but here's the funny okay. thing about that eric so I sent you guys a link for the website I used for seeing what the cars are in the movies. And it doesn't list. It says made for movie is what it says for the model. Oh, even better. Even better. It's a hybrid. <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's a Mercedes burger or something like that. Deuce and Benz. Deuce and Benz. Yeah, yeah, like like Deuce and Benz sounds better. We'll go with that. <laughs> um, but, but, but yeah, when they're watching the footage or whatever, uh, the stunt coordinator is like also... That red light should have kicked on because the director at that point would like unlock the doors and stuff so he'd be able to get out and it never happened. And so, yeah, you know, they're like, well, why didn't the light turn? I don't know. It might have been mechanical failure or maybe he just didn't get the button didn't get pushed or something. And I'm like, why would you have that as an option? Or maybe electronics and water don't mix. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of things. that Why would that even be a thing? It's just like, oh, no, you just flip this 
manual switch right here and boom the door will open and you'll be free that's all you need but yeah why, why a lot of things i guess uh it, so yeah obviously lucky and everybody they're like oh so he's he just wanted to get the footage of him you know his last moments uh, before he died weird cryptic okay so now he's like oh yeah we're gonna be filming in amsterdam we're gonna be doing another underwater stunt and you'll be great and i'll pay you a thousand dollars which can buy you three houses in 1978 or whatever year it's supposed to be mm-hmm. and uh <laughs> and uh jack's just like super skeptical of everything now and and uh yeah basically oh that's right they're like walking to show uh the the sheriff or whatever jake the the footage from the the bridge and the crash and everything and it's it's edited you know obviously like it's just like oh yeah here here's the top shot don't see anybody there don't see anybody there blah 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 yeah and and, uh jake or whatever he's like yeah pretty cut and dry all right you guys have fun shooting the rest of your movie tiktok you got like a day and a half left you know (laughs) then we cut to steve railsbeck being chased by a tank coming through walls and shit right (laughs) like we're on the scene of fury right now just and he's like running through windows and diving through and then the walls are coming down as the tanks coming through and that happens about five times and shit and there's more explosions and like planes crashing again that same way where it's like straight down like slightly whiplash mm-hmm. and i i assume that's because that was a prop they had handy from like the old days or whatever and so it's like oh that's a cheap way we just use that instead of like crashing a real plane or something like that yep. you know so like at a diagonal that makes sense right i feel like they probably had them hanging from a cord and just released it and it, it fell straight down it's probably how more than likely yeah yeah but it was comical because it happened like three times and you're just like, seriously, guys, you can't come up with a better you know, way to crash this plane than straight down. <laughs> I mean, well, at least to, then it gets, the camera at an angle, so it looks like it's coming in at an angle. Exit right? Yeah. Well, then it gets super over the top because then, I don't know, a baby bassinet gets tipped over and a bunch of piglets come running out. I'm like, well, wait, what, what the, the fuck is going on here? Right? <laughs> Cut! <laughs> Next, I expect I expected a motorcycle to go by. It'd be like a Fellini film, where it's like a random yeah. dude on a Harley goes by. Like that's you know you gotta you gotta fulfill the prophecy oh. here. Oh, not even Harley, like like a fucking Suzuki crotch rocket or something. <laughs> like wait, those weren't around World War One. <laughs> no, but uh, but yeah, somebody else cut, and the director was like, "Who the fuck said that?" <laughs> Only I say cut on my set. Who said it? Like oh, we we're we were down to you know thirty three feet of film. Yeah, and how long is 33 feet of film? Like 22 seconds. I can do so much in 22 seconds. I could snap your fucking neck. I could shoot you a dozen times and blah, blah. He's like losing his shit. Don't you ever say cut on my set. I'm Peter O'Fucking Tool, goddammit. And is that the scene he got his Academy Award for? Because it really felt like forced. Like this is what the Academy is going to be judging me on. Dude, every, every major actor has their one scene in this movie where they're like, this is the one they're going to play at the Oscars. Like it was Barbara Hershey at the fucking gravesite. Yep. We're going to get rails backs here and uh, towards the end. I'll, I'll be sure to point that out. And Peter <laughs> O'Toole, this entire movie in my case is just over the top villain. Like, I don't know. It's fantastic. It's Magneto. It's like, wow. <laughs> oh dude. He'd have been a great fucking Magneto. <laughs> right. <laughs> 
then we get a scene we cut to a scene where nina is like dumping lucky in a southern bell accent in his room like like ah we were never meant to be blah 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 you were just a little fling and now i'm gonna go bang my daddy steve's still kind of thinking <laughs> this is the scene where i thought he was explaining why the police were after him because nope. he's like and it's like so you think that for like what a couple minutes of this scene runs and then all of a sudden you realize, oh, they're just acting. And I was just like, yeah, it just threw me into so he another. Has this, he has this giant confusion. crisis of conscience, too, because that's when he sort of puts two and two together about her and Eli. And he's like freaking flipping out. And I'm like, once, twice, like, who who gives a shit? Like, what does it matter? It's in the past, right? I mean, move yeah. on. Yeah, so you've like known her, her for, what, two days? I mean, come on. Yeah, so you and the director are Eskimo bros. It's okay. Right. Maybe that's what he was upset about. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we all seem like, how how could you bang Eli? It's like, don't you know? That's how you get movies here in Hollywood. It's <laughs> oh, brutal. But then he's talking, Is this is the part where he ends up consoling with the writer, right? Or she? Yeah, is... apparently, apparently they're sharing a room. And this is the first time I noticed that. Like, oh, wow, he's sharing a room with the writer? Right. And but that how guy... awkward was that whole scene where that dude is just sitting there and he's not even typing, okay? Because he's just like, <laughs> awkwardly sitting there and they're like arguing with each other and like, you should be more of a gentleman than having your wanger hanging out right now and whatever the hell she said. And dude is just sitting there and then she leaves another guy like storms about then he starts like clack clacking a little bit on the typewriter like how awkward are you but what made it even more cringy is my favorite quote from the movie comes at this moment right the writer the writer is trying to console lucky cameron whatever his name is and he says and i quote i had a virgin once I had to go to Guatemala. She was blind in one eye with a stuffed alligator that said, welcome to Miami Beach. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I did the slow clap. I was like, like the writers on this were just amazing. It just blew my mind. <laughs> yeah. It was like, okay, yikes. Well, at least you're on the right set, I guess. But uh, <laughs> super cringy, super cringy. Oh. That's right. Part of their discussion was she was like, okay, I know, I know I wanted you to come meet my parents or whatever at dinner, but you're no longer invited, blah, blah, blah. So Lucky then decides he's just going to crash that dinner anyway and uh, shows up and, okay, I couldn't tell if it was Barbara Hershey or like, it because she was like super small compared to the parents. It was the parents and apparently like her little sister yeah, that he just kind of yeah. walked up on and was like, yeah. mind, mind if I join you? Because the, the little sister or whatever, you know, I, I was thinking it might be Barbara Hershey. And she's like, oh, yeah, she's nonplussed about him just kind of showing up at the dinner or whatever after saying, like, no, do not come, you know. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, that, then she walks into the restaurant. I'm like, wait, she was at the fucking tape. Oh, <laughs> and of course, she is just over the fucking moon about him being there. Like they hug and kiss or whatever. And it's like, why? <laughs> all is right in their two-day romance again yeah right again uh, and at this point i'm like okay yeah jacob's ladder situation this is all going on in his head as uh blood is leaving his brain and yeah, yeah definitely going elsewhere so this leads into the second screening right 
and and our ooh food. ooh. What what one more thing we got to talk about at this dinner though? He goes to the bar to I guess get some drinks or whatever, and he runs into one of the crew guys, and he put the crew guy is like just fucking drunk. I I don't know if he was a stunt man or what, but he pulls out a dime and he's like, "I'm gonna drop this on Eli," and I'm like. You're, you're going to drop a dime on him for what? He's like, yep, I know we got the footage. I'm going to turn him in and blah, blah, blah. And of course, Lucky's like, no, no, you can't, do, can't, can't, can't do that, dude. Then I go to jail and this is, no, can't do that. Can't do that. <laughs> it's like basically stops him and like, you know, they like carry him out because he's like super drunk. And it's like, okay, that's the end of that conflict. All right. Yeah. Then, then okay. Then we get the dailies. I just had to throw that in there. Yep. That, like, you know, different things going on, conflicts, I guess. And, He's, yeah, so he's screening the dailies for uh, for Barbara Hershey's parents, and like, you know, showing like, oh yeah, here's the scene at the the gravesite, you know, acting, blah blah blah. And then what pops up on the screen? Her butt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Was that even the same movie? Like, did he he did that on purpose? Wasn't honestly. the bear that bear statue thing in this in that? It scene? ends with the bear oh, swinging, yeah. Yeah. yeah, as they pull back from this from her in bed with somebody else. And I was like, this isn't even the same movie. Like, what does this have to do? Again, he did it on purpose. I think to piss no. him off. And and the ma and pa kettle expression on her parents and the mom's grip in the husband. <laughs> well, so the, like it was, it was I, classic. What I took from that is I I so if you look at it when she was there at the gravesite, she was the older person. And I thought that was like a flashback of when she was that's why that box of the bear donut had meaning because I guess the guy in the ground was who she was in the bed with. Dude, that bear had nothing maybe I was to, overthinking. That bear had nothing to do with nothing. It was just <laughs> Yeah, so 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 they're upset, but then it's like, no, why don't, why don't you come the next morning and you, you'll see the next scene that she's shooting, and it'll be great, and you'll see that she's a real actress now, and blah blah blah. And then, yeah, they're like talking. She's like talking to Eli, like, "Why'd you do that, Eli?" He's like, "I don't know. I'm definitely not evil or whatever." Blah blah blah. <laughs> and then it like tra- the screen transitions, and we see her, and, and like they start bringing in like the swastikas and like fire and it's like <laughs> like chanting like march music and i'm like and, and you know we're picturing the parents like from their point of view of it and it's like what has our baby done yeah <laughs> I don't know, it's, it's fucking nuts but had they not bizarre. seen the douche commercials up to that point i mean nope oh it was nope. it was just her being you know somewhat seductive with a puppy no big deal okay <laughs> They, they've seen those uh those shampoo commercials that's nothing <laughs> i mean, was it like the fructis commercials y'all remember yeah. those oh uh, do you remember yeah. the the ones where the perfume that they would black out and they, they'd spray themselves that was like back in the 90s oh <laughs> I forget the, they had one for men and it ends with the guy and he just does one spritz over his dong and then like then the commercial oh. ends. Wait, are you talking <laughs> about axe, axe, axe commercials spray? Yeah. It, was be- it was before Axe, but there was a perfume or cologne or whatever. It was ridiculous. Yeah. Ugh. Fantastic. <laughs> Is this where we get the big reveal where we finally figure out what he did wrong? Yeah, yeah. I think they're they're together. Oh, that's right. They're I, I think they're in um Lucky's room, her and him and uh Barbara Hershey. 
and uh, he gets a phone call and she's like, no, no, don't. If it's Eli, I'm not here. You know, whatever. I'm not going on set, blah, blah, blah. But he answers it and he's like, uh-huh. Okay, yeah, I'll meet you at the church in an hour. And then he like leans over to her and he's basically like, what if I didn't do the stunt? What if I just decided to leave tonight and never come back? And maybe you could come with me. And she's like, I, I can't. I've got two more scenes, but I, I could meet you somewhere, though. Yes, we could run away together. It'd be great. Ah. What I'm trying to remember, at this point, was he paranoid about the director trying to kill him yet? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, He's basically like, the director's crazy. He's crazy like me. He's going to kill me. He was willing to kill Bert to get that shot of him underwater dying, and he's going to do the same to me. Yeah. Yeah, so then... uh, I guess he does meet him at the church or whatever the uh, with the stunt coordinator, like check out the car or whatever. And the stunt coordinator is like, all right, here's how the stunt's going to go down. Notice in this car, though, there's no roll bar. And when you're down 200 feet, that thing's going to like, crush like a Coke can. But it's okay because you got the steel in the back where you can hide. And uh, you're going to have a harness, but they're not going to be able to see. It's just going to be around your waist, not over the shoulder. So don't worry about that. You're going to have to just brace yourself hitting the the steering wheel or whatever when you crash in the water. All right. So then you're going to want to roll down the window slowly, not all at once, because that could uh, cause a major issue. And and then the red light's going to come on. You'll know the scene's over. and That's when you can bail out of the car, but not before then. Otherwise, we'll just have to do it again. We only have one Duesenberg. And I'm just like, okay, okay. So you, you missed you missed a step here. He reveals one thing there. Oh, he, I'll say he, one thing there when he's one thing there when he's doing it. The stunt coordinator is like, look, he goes, make sure you stay stay sitting upright as long as you can. We don't want to mess up this shot. And it's like, yeah, he was very adamant about him, and he's like, and don't look back. Yeah, if you look at the camera, we just have to do it again, and we're not going to do it again. So the whole thing's going to be scrapped. Do so, not do so, that. So I wrote down because there's that whole scene where they they try to go steal the car and the whole Ola Mills thing where her face is superimposed over his ghost face and all that stuff, you know, just before he gets the the briefing on how to do the stunt. But I wrote down and I circled the big reveal. He explains why he's a fugitive. Yeah, yeah. And, a, a, yeah. It's after after they check out yeah, with the stunt coordinator where he goes back to the yeah. room and she's like, look, I'm thinking of running away with you, but who the hell are you? And Eric, who is he? He is, he's a ex, he's a war vet. And he, when he came home from the war, I wrote down, came home to run a Baskin Robbins and tried to kill his partner. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, but he, he goes a little more elaborate. He'll be like, you know, I was just shooting anything that moved just to survive for two years. Yep. It, it could have been both sides. I don't know. I was just trying to survive. And then I came home and expected like I was going to get some kind of a medal. Instead, they just called me a baby killer. And then, uh, I'm like, oh yeah, she wants to go now. Yeah, no, never. She's like, oh, forget the scenes. We could just go now. And then he's like, no, but that's not why they're after me. They're after me because yeah, the Baskin Robbins thing. And like, he's supposed to be my partner, and he said, shove off, baby killer. And so I just snapped, and you know, oh, <laughs> was that what happened? Yeah, I yeah. thought. Yeah, I thought, I thought was he happened. came. I thought he came home and found out his betrothed was sleeping with that dude, and so he oh, went ballistic because the bitch should have waited for him. Forever. No, it, yeah, yeah. It, it it was that, and that he was also like, no, you're no longer going to be, you're no longer have a job at this here Baskin Robbins or whatever. <laughs> and that's when he just snapped. And uh, yeah, yeah, he he did kill the store owner, right? Like I, no. I couldn't quite. No, no. nobody yeah, knows. Yeah. No, nobody yeah, okay, died. Okay, yeah, because attempted murder. Yeah, 
The guy got frostbite. Yeah. yeah. On his I nose guess he and locked, ear. Would he lock him in the fridge? No, he knocked an, the ice cream vat. That's right. Over that's, his yeah, head. That's right. And that's then he right. got knocked out and his head stayed laying in the frozen ice cream. And he got frostbite on his oh, ear. And so no frostbite from the Rocky Road and the mint chocolate chip and the Bavarian. Like, what did you have it cream? under? Like dry ice? Yeah. Come now. It was those dipping dots. Oh, God yeah, that makes more sense. Liquid nitrogen dipping dots. That's what did it. <laughs> makes way more sense. Yeah. And then, okay. And then this is the scene where Steve Railbeck starts flipping the fuck out like it's yep. the end of First Blood. And I'm like, this is the one where he's going balls out trying to get that Academy Award nomination because he's like, uh, uh, fucking kill everybody. And he's like tossing pain around. And Barbara Hershey just starts fucking laughing like a maniac. He's like, uh, and then I just start beating the shit out of him. And blah, blah, blah. And maybe if I did this, like he's full nuts. She's laughing. And I'm like, Okay, this movie's almost over, right? Like we're, we're gonna get to a climax nope. here soon. Nope. <laughs> and then, and then she's like, Haha, "That's great." I'm gonna go, and she goes to the shitter. <laughs> and, and I'm like, "I'm like, great story, Mark." You know, she, what the fuck? But she is pissed. Going on? But she pissed herself. She didn't make it. Yeah, yeah. Well, quite. you know what? I, I I'm telling you, it, it is without fail in American films there is an obligatory toilet scene in every movie, and I don't understand why. It's sort of like when it snows, people go out and buy milk and toilet paper and bread. Like in movies, we have to have a toilet scene, and this was the moment we had to have it. Yeah, and then she like comes out like, "Hey, what if we woke up Eli? You know, blah blah blah, and told him we were just leaving." And they're like, "No, that's a dumb idea." So they just like hop in the car to like drive off or whatever. Um, but the garage is locked, and the uh, security guy comes down. And he's like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa! What's going on here? We're locked up until seven a.m. unless uh, the director himself gives the okay." And they're like, well, "This is bullshit! Boo! He wants everybody arrested for the last day of the shoot." Okay, cool. And then, uh, yeah, we get another speech from Lucky or whatever. He's like, I feel like I'm in a character in this movie. Like, I'm just predestined to do this thing. And what if we could just change that last page, you know? Wait, that's it. We'll do a rewrite. Okay. So then here's the plan. <laughs> like, now stop me if I'm wrong. She's going to hide in the trunk uh-huh. while he does the final stunt off of yep. the bridge, crashing and dragging, blah, blah, blah. And then he's going to like free her as he's freeing himself and then just swim off to Canada or whatever, whatever the fucking plan is, you know, off from there. I yeah, didn't gather something that like that is the plan. I thought yeah, the plan yeah was stupid fucking plan, right? I thought he was just <laughs> not going to do the stunt. She yeah, or like okay, trunk and they were just gonna leave. They were just gonna just go gonna keep driving. Bridge. Yeah, that's just keep, okay. Just drive, just drive, just just keep on driving. But well, here's yeah. my okay. thing. That makes both, a lot more sense. They're both actors on the set. Security guy should know them. He could have just said, "I'm gonna take the car out because I want to practice driving it," and they could have just mm-hmm. driven away. Right, both of them in the front seats. Like this whole elaborate plan for yep. what? We got to get. No get they had to get the okay from the director. He's the god and or devil of this movie. So ah, nothing happens without his okay. Now this is where we do get the Olin Mills BGs. No, I'm sorry, not BGs. Abba album cover thing happening with their faces and the ghost like yeah. and i was like, what the hell is this? Like we had extra money. We had to do some special effects. Yeah, pretty much. 
but then uh yeah so yeah she hops in the trunk and lock it up and then he i don't know i assume goes off to sleep for an hour or whatever i don't know and then we cut to the morning and we see the like the movie caravan rolling in uh you know to shoot the scene there at the bridge and uh they like set everything up in like minutes like the giant mechanical arm the director is gonna be in all all the trailers all the what all the camera crew choppers why, why was that guy riding on the hood with the bullhorn at like 45 miles an hour like what was going on there in that scene like why <laughs> he just didn't want to walk from the hotel we're shooting the scene at. so you're telling me all the seats in the you know basically griswold mobile were were queued up like he could only so. ride on the hood it seemed that way <laughs> he, he was yelling out the siri directions he's like in a quarter mile we're going to turn left on state road 12 <laughs> so, so bad <laughs> Yep. So they're so they're setting up the car with all the cameras in the back and all that stuff. And uh uh the director, you know, he comes out and like you know, on the bullhorn basically like, hey, we only have one Duesenberg, so don't fuck it up. And no matter what you do, keep rolling those cameras. No matter you what, know what I said, I yelled back, it's a fucking Benz. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Get a Duesenberg. Yeah. <laughs> and, and did you guys notice the little Third Reich Falcons on the door or whatever they were? I only noticed yeah. them in, during that scene and not in the early scene with the guy that died off the bridge. So maybe that's how the car yeah. was unique. But stamped on the doors were these black Falcons, very you know German or whatever there. And I thought that was interesting. Yeah. I was like, whoa. So so the 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 oh my gosh the like black eagle or whatever is definitely just a german thing in general not specific to the third reich which which is why when i swear there were swastikas popping up along with those in that scene with barbara hershey and like right? the fire and everything was coming in i'm like wait this is just turned to world war ii now oh, i guess she is older maybe yeah <laughs> i don't know but anyway uh so yeah they're setting up uh detective jake or whatever he's on set too and apparently the security guy and all the other cop buddies are dressed up as shoulders or uh, soldiers and they have guns and like Railsback's talking with them like those are blanks, right? And they're like, it's not what it said on the, the box I got the bullets in. So I wrote down, I wrote down, yeah, those better be blanks. Don't it doesn't say so on the box. And I wrote Alec Baldwin moment, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Guys. Guys, we're about to see Brandon Lee be shot down. Hold on to your hats. <laughs> so yeah, is but, this uh, is also the part where Eli, Peter O'Toole, requests the helicopter, right, to come in. But we don't see it until a little bit. And I also wrote down this yeah. quote. He said, this is the crooked cross to the lame duck requesting the helicopter. And I was yeah. like, why did you pick that exact phrasing? Like, was because... His name is Eli Cross. No, I knew that, but the crooked oh, cross, right? Is this again kind of going back to what you were saying about how he is both the good and the evil? Like, were we supposed to pick up on that? Was he confirming it at that point? Like it was very I mean, specific language. And I was just like, that's that's odd, you know? Look, it, every everything in this crooked. movie is yeah, everything in this movie is pointing to the director is going to kill Lucky. Right. Like are there live rounds in the guns that are going to be shooting him when he gets on the shore? If he makes it out of the car that may or may not unlock to let him release dangerous as it is. And then when uh, the, 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 the male star he's stunning for or whatever, uh, Mr. Bailey or whatever comes up and says to him, 
uh, what was it like? There's no need to check if she's in the trunk. If she's in there, she loves you. And if not, then it doesn't matter. And I'm like, so they know she's in the trunk <laughs> or at one point knew they're in the trunk because he's coming up and telling her. I'm like, oh, okay. Okay. This is kind of overkill on this point. now. <laughs> so then he, he, he basically is just like hop, hops in the fucking driver's seat and is like, fuck it. Punches the gas and starts driving off. <laughs> And the director's like, what the fuck is he doing? Action, roll cameras, action, action. And he's like, we're going to get out of here, blah, 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 crossing the bridge. And then we see that uh, the director has a little button in his hand. Fucking tire blast out. Oh, shit. Swerves off of the bridge. Splash into the water. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. (laughs) And he instantly is like unbuckling himself and like, crawling into the back like where the camera is and stuff like well they're not gonna be able to use any of that footage good for them and he's going back there i guess to like dig through the back seat to make sure nina's okay or whatever i guess but but as he's like you know trying to do that he's looking out the back window and he sees the director looking down from the bridge and then nina's next to him looking down from the bridge oh shit she's not in there Yeah. I got confused. I was like, great. So she set him up this whole time. Right. So I That's missed like I the thinking. whole point for a while. And I was like, so did she just set him up with Eli? And she's been like this yeah. backstabbing hoe the whole time. Yep. And so yeah, the car's just sinking and sinking because it's a solid metal Mercedes. And <laughs> and like the handles are like falling off. Like it looked like they were like held on with glue or something, like they were just for decoration or something and uh yeah water starts filling in super quickly like it takes about three seconds for just things just and there's uh like there he was told there was like an air tank under the seat but the the like wire was cut or the the tube was cut or whatever so it's like well fuck that's not gonna work goes out the window out to the surface (sighs) swims over to the shore pulls himself up on there and then the cops with the guns are basically just waiting there with like the rifles or whatever. And they like point the guns at him point blank and they start grabbing them and yelling them and like, like pulling them around. Like, Cut. Congratulations. We got it. It's perfect. Everybody, everybody. And then like, there's like playful music and everybody's laughing and the choppers like flying around and uh, so- like, so my favorite character arrives again, the stunt coordinator, right? The stunt coordinator, yes, go for it. He flips he's, off this jet ski thing. Oh my god! Like he goes ass over tea kettle, like, and they had they tried a hard cut there, but it was obvious he wrecked that thing when he hit the shore of that oh, yeah. river or whatever it was. It was it was beautiful. Like I stopped, I had a moment, I laughed, I cried, I felt for him. It was it was it was amazing. Yeah. And and I can't even say it was a jet ski. It was a legit water cycle. Like it was a motorcycle with a ski on it that he just, yeah. When he came roll up, I'm like, what the fuck is that? I have not seen one of those. And then yeah, (laughs) flips over. It's like, oh, well, that's why there was only one and he just broke it. (laughs) But yeah, he pulls up. um, 
offers him like some whiskey and stuff like hey it's probably the greatest thing i ever shot good job buddy and nina's there and she's like oh yeah they found me like five minutes after you left in the trunk and eli said that you were going to do the stunt and i should be here to support you and blah 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 you were wonderful anyway i'm gonna go shoot my two scenes and then we can go off together it's gonna be great <laughs> i can't like, come 10 foot closer because my dress is gonna get muddy oh screw it and she runs across and they hug and kiss and oh my god and then the director comes flying in on his fucking super villain arm again <laughs> <laughs> hello peter parker you know <laughs> no <laughs> but uh oh no, oh no it's it's even better he shows up on that thing and he's like how like how white man like oh jesus christ dude yeah that was terrible and then, and then he's like, look, I, I know I was kind of seedy here the past couple of days. I just I just wanted to get the best uh, reaction out of you so it looked realistic. I, I hope we can still be friends. And, I, you know, I'm just trying to convince people that there's another way to get this kind of reaction without killing. You know? Like, wait, what? <laughs> are, you, are you trying to make yourself off as the good guy in this? <laughs> like, all right. And then this is where, I mean, we, we start discussing the fee. Who wants to take it away? Brad's got this. You said no. the 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 stunt coordinator told me a thousand dollars. You were going to give me a thousand dollars. No, the stunt paid six fifty. No, I want a thousand dollars. You owe me a thousand dollars. No, six fifty. Thousand yeah. dollars. I'm going to come up there and tear you off that helicopter. I'm down, damn, down, 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 down. Let's look the, the difference. Mu- Seven fifty. Yeah. Yeah, and the music is, was just kind of like like fucking curb your enthusiasm or something. And we're the director like, to, goes off. <laughs> we're back to that 60s Batman stuff again, okay? And, yeah. And, and yeah, he gets in the helicopter. And did you notice they used the same smoke grenades that used Batman? So now he's flying around mm-hmm. with all this pink and green shit in the air. I was like, what is the point of this? Like the fucking Joker is just taking over that right? helicopter, and yeah, just swirling all around, doing like a little whirty lose around the bridge, like coming within feet of that bridge. It looked like at some point, and and I was waiting for him to like throw a bottle or something at it, like he did before, and then it crashes. But you know, no, he just um, stood there, like, well, he threw a rock or something at it, and I was like, oh, he here, threw, here like, it is, it's yeah, gonna crash. Yeah. It was like a handful of dirt. He just grabbed some dirt from the ground and picked it up uh, and threw it. Yep. But did you all and then the, the credits? The, the, the final before the like right before the credits. Did you all catch the the symbolism? I guess or the the connection from the beginning of the movie to the end of the movie. Basically, the movie started and ended with Bert getting ready to ride in a police car, like yeah. Bert and Ernie. Like, what are we talking? <laughs> what are you talking? "Quote Bert, the guy, the guy, Lucky, Bert, Cameron, Steve, whatever we've been calling him the whole L- time. Lucky movie. number eleven. Yeah. The oh. movie started with him <laughs> with the police getting ready to take him for a nice little ride, and it ended with him. He was going to willingly hop into a police car. Yeah, Jake was giving him a ride to the hospital or a uh, hospital airport or whatever. And yeah, yeah the airport. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> but it it just yeah. ends so abruptly, and you're just like, oh. Yeah, yeah, like the credits are rolling. You see the helicopter is still flying around, and it's like, you know, it's only like two minutes of credits because, you know, whatever, no special effects or whatever kind of thing going on. And then uh, did you guys wait till the end? No. Oh, man, there was more. 
Yeah, well, no, basically at the end, we get Peter O'Toole saying, son, rewrite the whole damn thing and crash him in the first act. Ha ha ha! That's it. The end. Wow. That just I'm brings, like, it, what? brings it all together for me now. <laughs> what happens? Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, basically, it was that same, you know, when the credits started rolling, it was basically like a, the freeze frame shot or whatever as the credits are rolling. And at the end, yeah, you just get a little voiceover of uh, Peter O'Toole saying, like, rewrite the whole thing and kill him off in the first act. <laughs> but that's wow. like the last three seconds of the movie. See, here's my like, problem, though, because I watched it on freebie. If I want to go back and watch those three seconds, it means I yeah, need, I to, I need yeah. to back up, watch nine commercials and then get to that. <laughs> And I had already done that once because I kid you not, the way this movie ended, I thought I had passed out. Like, you know, the, you know you're watching like a movie and you're so tired and you forget, you know, you just fall yeah, asleep. Yeah. I went back and I'm like, nope, that is how it ended. Like, just roll credits. We're done. And I couldn't I could not believe it. So there's it's no bad. chance I'm going back for three seconds of Peter O'Toole. All right. Well, I guess going around the room, that's that's the stunt man. Uh, Eric, would you recommend it? Uh, to my enemies? Sure. No, I'm kidding. You know, if you're into this sort of late 70s type of, I, I'm going to use the word, if you're like these mindfuck movies like this, this is a movie for you to dissect and pull apart and try to figure out what they intended. I mean, it reminds me of high school literature when you're trying to philosophize about what the author intended by what they were writing. No, they wrote the cat was black and crossed the street. That's how I view this movie. And, and that's it. So it's an allegory for good and evil and whatever, right? Just like star Wars is okay. Great. But yeah, if that's exactly. your thing, watch this. But if you're, looking for a good stunt movie and stuff that's blowing up yeah this isn't the one all right how about you tanya hard pass (laughs) (laughs) i am not clearly a a a I am not intended for these 70s movies as i said in the beginning it's a wonder (laughs) that film progressed with these gems that came came to us excellent how about you brad recommend this movie or would i watch yeah. it again yeah um <laughs> just just no just a, it, it wasn't terrible i i, I don't know i i didn't i didn't just see not your bag point. i didn't see the point of the movie there was no really awesome van or corvette <laughs> That I could really grab hold of, you know, and fall in love with. There was a Benzenberg, a Duesenberg. Duz- <laughs> there, 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 there was a pork and beans. Uh, that was it. Um, but now I. In five seconds of a water cycle. It, had, true, it did true, a true. hell of a J turn, though. Did a hell of a J turn. Yeah. I will say the helicopter pilot was pretty good. He, he was he was pretty oh, good. Oh, yeah. Mad he skills. was the real hero of the film. I don't know. I, I wouldn't <laughs> recommend it to anybody. Am I sorry that I spent two hours watching it? I actually paid money. Oh no, no! So I didn't have to sit and 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 so I didn't have to sit through two hours of commercials, uh, and it still wasn't worth it. (laughs) (laughs) All right, how about you, Mel Man Dan? It's not Man Mike, right? (laughs) Mike Man Dan. As for recommending it, I can't say that I would because. When you, you, when you see the title of Stuntman, you think it's going to be like a lot of stunts and everything. 
but it wasn't in the sense of what I thought it was going to be. But I'm, if anything, I'm curious what the movie they were filming inside the movie. Where do we access that movie to watch it? <laughs> you right? want to watch the uh, World War One brothel comedy? Yeah, <laughs> love, love across time and generations. <laughs> I mean, you already saw it though. You saw all the footage. Yeah, I'm, I'm all sure the good that stuff it, anyway. With the way this was, I was confused through a majority of it. It's probably one of the movies, if I were to sit down and watch it multiple times, I'd probably find things I missed the first time. But I don't know that I want to spend that time out of my life to go back and search for those things. Nice. Well, guys, I fucking love this movie. I can't even joke. I, It was crazy. I I love just how over the top, like Peter O'Toole was fucking great, I thought. Like, I've only seen him in, you know, like three movies in my life. It's like then like Lawrence of Arabia and stuff. And it's like, am I comparing this Lawrence of Arabia? Probably not. But no, I, I really enjoyed this movie. It was just nuts enough. And I watched a lot of stunt movies this month and they've all been pretty great. Even like low budget stuff like death cheaters and stuff like that. But yeah. And uh, I'm, I mean, I'll get Izzy's comments uh, here. I'm pretty sure she liked it too. Uh, Izzy, what did you think? Hey everybody, so this is Izzy. I had to go uh, take care of the little sushi dog, but I have opinions! Um, I mean, basically it just sums up to you. This movie's freaking awesome. Um, if you if you didn't like it, okay. If you thought it was boring, you didn't get it. You weren't paying attention. This movie is a lot about an unreliable narrator and somebody who does not have a good grip on reality and their version of what the movie industry is was sort of a sadistic uh, director. And we've seen quite a few movies with sadistic directors. It's kind of a, an interesting theme that could be explored in and of itself. But that is too much film school information for this year. Basically, go watch this movie. Make your own decision. Uh, but yeah, this movie's freaking awesome. The ending is amazing. <laughs> But yeah, watch it with like a bit of humor and knowing that you can't trust anything that's going on because our main character doesn't trust anything that's going on. Cameron says that. Cameron, anything you'd like to say? <laughs> Perhaps rub your face on the microphone? <laughs> Asshole. Hey, Steve. Yeah. How tall is King Kong? Three foot six. <laughs> See, she agrees with me. No. <laughs> uh, but guys, we're going to take a quick commercial break. When we come back, we have more beer, fun facts, and what we learned from the stuntman. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. There's so many podcasts out there. How do I find the one for me? For so long, I've searched for podcasts all over, but none of them seem to fit my needs. Where's my Nick Cage Pissing Fire podcast? Where's my monkey tickling? I couldn't find it anywhere. Until I found everything I learned from movies podcast with Stephen Izzy. And now I get to hear about all the monkey tickling I want, baby. So many podcasts out there are all talk and no Congo. That's why I listen to everything I learned from movies. Greatest Living Actor? 
Nicolas Cage, of course. That's why I listen to everything I learned from movies. One-liners, plot holes, gratuitous boobies. Fun fact, that's why I listen to everything I learned from movies. See if everything I learned from movies is right for you at E-I-L-F Movies. That's everything I learned from movies on Twitter, Facebook, or Patreon. Free on all the major podcatchers. Have you ever watched a movie and thought to yourself, what were they thinking? Because we sure have. So much so that we named our podcast after it. What were they thinking? Starring me, Nathan. And Brendan. Every week we take a bad to questionable movie and unpack it so you don't have to. And then sometimes we ate your cues in our mailbag. No big whoop. Yeah, no big whoop at all. So that's What Were They Thinking? You can find us on your favorite podcatcher or follow us on the World Wide Web on Twitter and Instagram at WWTT Podcast. Who the hell says World Wide Web anymore? This guy. So, uh, yeah, see you soon. Wave at microphone. Hi, guys. We interrupt your favorite podcast to interrupt you with an ad for your new favorite podcast. Wait, wait. Isn't this playing on somebody else's show? Exactly. So then how are we in I thought we were their new favorite podcast. Well, we're going to become their new favorite podcast after they hear this advertisement for our show. What's our show called, Justine? Superiority Complex. Yeah. Where can they find us, Patrick? Uh, Twitter and Facebook. Yeah, exactly. You can go to at Soup Complex on Twitter, S-O-U-P Complex, and you can go to Facebook.com slash Soup Complex. But our main page is on Podbean. And you can find us there at www.superioritycomplex.podbean.com. New episodes are out every Thursday. Justine, yes. what do we talk about on the Superiority Complex? Nerdy stuff. Perfect. Don't get all sensual with your voice. Yeah, did you hear that? I heard it. It's a little appropriate. If you want to hear a little more of that, tune in to the Superiority Complex. One more time, Justine, what do we talk about? Nerdy stuff. Nah, wasn't no. the same. You tried. Hi, this is Johnny C. McGinley, and you're listening to Everything I Learned from Movies. All the best. And we're back. Oh my god, Steve, those are the greatest ads that ever added in the history of adding. Ah, oh, he said it! He got better every week! Alright, <laughs> did it all by myself, guys. Nice. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I'm a little thirsty, so I got from Rogue Brewing a dead guy ale. You know, after good old Bert. Tops off for Bert. Nice. Oh, my top! <laughs> is the uh, logo no. just a silhouette and a mustache <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh oh not that Bert. Which... Bert from the oh never mind <laughs> yeah no. but but speaking of that uh the opening like production logo that popped up for uh oh god what was it like uh melvin productions or whatever i thought it was just like somebody's hairline and then what like filled in the rest and it was like a vulture kind of like with the arms down like on a, a branch or whatever i was like oh it's a vulture oh, okay <laughs> yeah yeah kind of like a mustache but a hairline i don't know uh but yeah if there's a no road brewing dead guy ale it's an american mybach uh it's a uh, 6.8 percent alcohol by volume we've had it on the podcast a bunch it's fantastic mm-mm-mm I'm still enjoying my delirium. It's not something you can blast through. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, so you said it was what, like 8%? 9%? Yeah, it's 8%. And it's in a big rig. Uh, it's pretty much the cans it comes in. So it's a full, uh, how many ounces is this? It's quite a lot. 
it's uh, uh, it's a pint, it's a full pint in a can. So yeah, it's a big rig can, like you'd expect, like bigger than a monster. So it's, I mean, you know, normal humans probably plow through it. Me, I'm a, I'm a little bit more, you know, I like to sip my beer, like to enjoy it. So there'll be some leftover tomorrow, yeah. I think. <laughs> how's the how's the McAllen there, Brad? Uh, it's quite tasty. Yeah. <laughs> Well, since Tanya's wanting to go straight into the fun facts, what do you say we uh, get into it? <laughs> Sorry, I wasn't trying to. <laughs> no, no, I know you're just as amazed. Okay, so yeah, fun facts, guys. Rotten Tomatoes. What do we think the critics thought of the oh. stuntman? I think they gave it, what, 90%? It is 90%. Great. Positive reviews on the stuntman. So guess what? what? Steve's right. Woo! I was I did, not expecting that. Uh, do we do we yep. watch movies differently than everybody else? Is, is that what it Nin- is? Ninety percent with the critics and seventy three with the audience. You guys wow. are wrong, 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 wrong. No, <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> it's a d- different taste. Like, 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 think about it. Who's gonna go watch the stuntman and review it on on these things? People specifically looking for stunt movies, right? True. True. The people that dissect these kinds of movies, looking for their inner meaning in in the Inception level seven. That's right. It's an. I would say, I will say that like the stunt work in it, a lot of it was crazy, and I can imagine the actual filming of it was insane to do. Was there actually stunt work in this? That's the whole thing. It's a movie about stuntman, and I felt like there was no stunts. Like other than the guy sequence on the top of the Hotel Coronado. That's it. The guy who smashed his balls. That was the biggest scene. The the tanks going through walls. The planes crashing. The guy doing the fucking Charleston on a biplane. Uh, <laughs> saving a geriatric Barbara Hershey in the water. Uh, the, 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 the opening chase the, with the cops and stuff in the woods, man. The tank going through walls and losing its main cannon as it went through the wall. <laughs> yeah. It was made out of cardboard, you know. Yeah. Well, and Brad did already point out the helicopter pilot was a phenomenal pilot. Some of that, that was, he was good. He yeah. was quite good. Yes. And that chopper had a glass bottom. My wife pointed that out. She said, did you notice? They were shooting through uh, the bottom of it for some of those those scenes. I thought that was pretty cool. Any, any guesses on the budget for this movie with all of its amazing stunts and star-studded cast and whatnot? I'm going to quote another $50. movie. More than you can afford, pal. Uh, 65 grand. <laughs> it's probably a nope. lot of money. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it was 3.5 million, which I, I think for inflation makes it like 50 today or something. No but... way. Oh, they didn't I, spend 3.5 million. They spent like 100 grand on this. 3.5 million. Look, you got to keep those actors on cocaine. Like, let's be real. That explains the red eyes. <laughs> I get there, it now. There, there's there's a reason Peter O'Toole's in this movie, and the guy, other guy's last name is Railsbeck. All right. Oh, that's why it cost so much that to pay Peter O'Toole. The Crooked Cross. Yes, he had to get paid. All right. How much money do you think it made? Since we had never heard of it before. After fifty years, I mean, it's got to have made its money back by now. So let's say it made ten million. Oh, that's pretty good. Yeah, not bad. Uh, The film was a dream project for director Richard Rush. The film was frequently has, uh, sorry, has frequently been publicized as taking nine years to get to the screen. 
However, Rush said on the website, the sinister saga of making the stuntman, the picture took 10 years from inception to release, seven years to finance it, and then three years to release it. It was it, That's right. It was written in 1970. The film was shot in 1977 and post-production finished in late 1979. So then 20th Century Fox picked it up and released it in 1980. I, I want to go back to what Tanya said. The, the Ramy brothers could have done this for 35 grand. And we already know who the cast would have been. And it probably would have come out the same. <laughs> come on, Steve. But no, they right. didn't. I know, but, but they, they didn't. didn't. So, no. <laughs> like, all right, we get a time machine. Instead of Evil Dead, we get the Raimi brothers to do the stuntman. And then Bruce Campbell starring now in like Stuntman 24, The Search for More Money. And, no, <laughs> See, I could see Bruce Campbell replacing Peter O'Toole if we were to recast this. I think it would be perfect. Put a little chalk in his hair. Boom, done. Oh yeah. <laughs> or just, you know, take the coloring out, whatever, whatever works. <laughs> uh, let's see the scene where the old car crashes off the bridge into the river was filmed on the American river in Rancho Cordova in Sacramento where my wife's from. Oh, hey. I've been there. Nice. When they first tried this, the car actually jumped the track and led it off the bridge and continued down the bridge. The driverless car was on a pulley system with a rail on the bridge road to guide it. Uh, the driverless car chased down a few cameramen and crew and took out a camera before it finally came to rest. Oh, wow. <laughs> and they got it all on film and Bert died. No, I don't know. Oh, guys. I mean, I'd be interested in this, but the movie's original runtime, two hours and 30 minutes. There's an no. additional 20 minutes somewhere. Uh, director's cut. No. The lost footage. <laughs> it's on the Blu-ray. <laughs> Guys, I think you'll be okay. Uh, unfortunately, Richard Rush is no longer with us, so I'm sure he's not. They're not going to be pulling for that rush cut. <laughs> I like that uh, one. That was good. <laughs> uh, and director Richard Rush had said in, of this movie in a 2001 interview with Paul Hupfield, "I was lecturing at a university film school to a bunch of potential film students and asked them if any of them had seen my films. I started with Color of Night, and I saw about 80 hands went up out of the room of 200 kids." Then I asked if anyone seen the stuntman. The film I'd actually wanted to talk to them about, and only two hands went up. Wow. Two hands in a room of 200. I thought, oh boy, my film is totally lost on this generation. Guys, watch it on Tubi. This gets the Steve thumbs up, seal of approval. Don't listen to these other guys. No, it's Ken. No. <laughs> <laughs> Certified well, fresh on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, you know. no. I'm never trusting the reviews again. <laughs> <laughs> look there are movies where like they're like 90 something on our tomato like like for me midsummer is the stupidest fucking movie i've seen in forever and like oh the nicholas cage wicker man's 10 times better so... oh man wicker man it... and midsummer are both fucking so slow and dumb yeah yeah there, there's movies like that where it's like oh yeah 95 percent of our tomatoes and i'm like but i didn't enjoy it teach well, their own so... but Steve, do you have uh, any additional like trivia regarding the movie? Because I got one little key thing that makes interest. Oh, that yeah, that's all I've got. Go for it, Mountain Okay, Man. so for any individuals out there trying to find this that are not in the U.S. or can't find it on Tubi or locations you've mentioned, if this movie apparently was also released in Argentina, Brazil, Canada, Germany, Spain, Italy, and Portugal. And since Eric was thinking fugitive at the beginning the irony of that is in portugal it was released as o fugitivo 
Hmm. <laughs> and in uh, like Brazil, it was O substituto. Substituto. And, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and in Germany, it was Der Lang Todes Stuntman's Cameron. So at least that one we would have gotten his name at the beginning of it and known what it was because it's in the title. But yeah, there we go. Did did you mention the cover art of this movie already? I don't remember. No, go for it. So has anyone looked at the cover art for this movie? Several of them, yes. A naked Peter O'Toole (laughs) as the devil with wings sitting on his whatever the hell. His camera camera. mechanical arm thing. Yeah. Yeah. That's the cover of every Peter O'Toole movie. Oh, my bad. Oh, is that (laughs) what that is? It just looked like super blurry on freebie. Now, I, wow. Yeah. Because, you know, the devil was uh, was an angel and blah, blah, blah. And now he's a director in a movie. Ah. Yeah, because the other cover art makes it look like the Hotel Coronado is exploding. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's great, happen. too. You got, and everybody's face looks like, ah. Like, <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah, so, some great cover art in the 70s. I, I miss those days. <laughs> the sinister oh there's a looks like there's a follow-up dvd that you need to get steve the sinister saga of making the stuntman yeah that's where um uh, richard rush uh talked about taking 10 years or whatever in my uh fun facts i'm like oh i gotta i gotta hunt this down somewhere <laughs> but then it has two peter naked peter o'toole's one on a blue camera and one on a red camera like good versus evil Ooh. that's the cover art it's super special it's an allegory. No. Oh, God. <laughs> All right. Well, lady, gentlemen, we've reached the most important part. Mm-hmm. What did we learn from the stuntman? Uh, anyone want to go first? <laughs> I want to go last. <laughs> I want to go last. I learned that Eric pays a lot more attention to little details that most average people don't. It was a Benz, damn it. It was a Benz. Especially when there it comes was to nothing vehicles. else worth worth watching. He found the one piece of, you know, something interesting from the movie that he could grasp onto. Well, I I also led with Tanya going, "What does this have to do with cars?" <laughs> <laughs> well, I learned uh, the original King Kong was three feet six inches tall. Oh yeah, that oh the, yeah that's what right. was the point of that. It's all about perspective. Oh, okay. Uh, oh, I see. Uh, I missed it. Okay, got it. With the magic of movies, you can take the—I uh, don't know—the just some bum off the street and turn him to an international superstar, you know, something like that. I don't know. Brad, did you learn anything? <laughs> I learned never to watch a movie from the '80s again. <laughs> oh. no. There's so many good ones from the '80s. There's good Dude, '80s movies. This was a made in the '70s movie released oh, in 1980. Yeah. This is the I, Ford I, Mustang the, 2 of movies, okay? What I learned is that I don't know why we did this movie because I want to do the movie when, one of the movies when you do the van your van month or whatever. No, so I, I, got, vans? Okay. I got a, I got an idea for that too. Spoiler alert, okay? We need to do we need to do the Gumball Rally because we might have Linda Vaughn on the show who is the large Ooh large-chested, well-endowed woman that Raul Julia is all about in the Gumball Rally. So I think it'd be kind of fun to do another crossover with Stephen Izzy about that. What do you think, Steve? Oh, hell yeah. We're always down for Raul Julia. So, Tanya, what did you learn? 
I learned that I have difficulty in slow, drawn out movies with little dialogue. Oh, you, my you must really hate the 70s. <laughs> she can't watch Le Mans. I mean, talk about movies with no dialogue. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I I was named after Steve McQueen, and that's a rough one to get through. <laughs> that's a that's a classic. Don't you blaspheme. <laughs> so I may be the only person who thinks this, but I enjoyed when all the credits were at the beginning of the movies like back then. I don't know why, but movies nowadays, I don't like. Monty Python did that stuff, and it was just annoying as all get out. It took forever to get through the beginning of the movie. That's blasphemy. Monty Python movies are great. They are. I want to do clockwise with you guys. I'd be going. But do you guys want to know what I learned? What did you learn, Eric? I learned something really important. Unlike Hershey's chocolate, Barbara is all natural. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, on that note, uh, Grand Touring Motorsports, thank you so much for joining us here on Everything I Learned from Movies. Um, I understand you also have a podcast. We do indeed. It's called Break Fix. You can find it pretty much anywhere on the planet where you download music or catch your pods. Uh, we're available on all the majors, Google, Spotify, Apple. And then, you know, you could venture down and find us on Ghana, too, if you're in the middle of India. Uh, we're available on social at Grand Tory Motorsports just about everywhere. We've got a bunch of different YouTube channels and this and that. But, you know, if you're interested, please tune in. We talk about more than just nerdy car stuff. And we are always happy to get together with Steve and Izzy to review bad car movies, uh, <laughs> which are always a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah. I think we graduated. We, we just hang, on, hang out with Steve and Izzy to just do bad movies now. I, I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. <laughs> I, I yeah, we got to do the... We got to do the Jackie Chan Grand Prix movie or whatever <laughs> these days, too. We, we got to do, do Torque and Biker Boys. There's a there's a long list of bad car movies. <laughs> Excellent. So, uh, Izzy, where can we find you? Oh, we can find me on, uh, at Untidy Venus, where I sell all my goods and wares. And uh, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll get Izzy on here for a little thing at the end. But uh, yeah, we missed her. We missed her the last time, too. I, I know. I, sorry, we the, the puppy dog and oh, sorry, but uh, yeah. I guess until next time, I'm Steve, and I'm Eric, uh, and I'm Tanya. Oh, oh, yeah. Sorry, oh, I didn't. Was, you were queuing. I thought us it was in. your pause for I'm Izzy. <laughs> right, yeah. I, I'm Izzy. No, uh, and we're we're the crew from Break Fix from Grand Touring Motorsports. Yeah, and this is. Everything I learned from movies. You gotta, you gotta sing it with Brad this time. Come on, Brad, get yeah. in there. Did little, yeah, little yeah, lower expectations. Everything I learned from movies. Yeah, I'll fix that in post. <laughs> or <laughs> everything I learned from movies. All right, Tanya, your turn. I think Brad nailed it for everybody. I think you did. You did a great job. Everything I learned from, from movies. movies.
Steve, I always enjoy oh. coming on doing these because you throw out movies that I've never heard of. So I've purposely, like almost every time, I create a list when we have these. And I've pulled down so many of the movies you've mentioned and been watching. Some of them are phenomenal. Some on like complete train wreck is when I see them. But <laughs> I've added a lot to my uh, Plex server. I got to I gotta say, I mean, you, you can cut all this out. This is on, this movie to me was on par with the first movie you did for April which was that Jennifer Connelly disaster mm-hmm. that was like six movies in one. Like, as Mina, I Mina, was, yeah, it's all the movies in one. Yeah. Oh, Cause this kind of felt like that too. I was like, what are we doing here? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. The tone, the tone is just all over the place. And that's, I, I got the same kind of films in this one too. And I, I loved Fina Mina just because it, yeah, just ass crackers crazy, but it was like, you have like a dozen things in this movie. Just one of them could be its own movie. Yeah. Like, Oh, it's a girl that talks to bugs. Cool. Oh, there's a monkey with a straight razor. Okay, cool. Oh, there's a little person going around and killing people. Okay, that's its own movie. All right. <laughs> nope, throw them all in. Uh, throw in Dr. Donald Pleasance, too. It's <laughs> Yeah, it was it was bizarre. 